1: Hello and welcome long, long. to From Dal Square to where I am just we've just been talking offline and I'm drained after yesterday but elated elated. I've got a couple of um, podcast virgins on today which is really exciting. Mo Beguna <laughs> how are you?
4: I'm good man. Appreciate you having me on. What's uh, going on? Very
1: welcome. It's been a long time coming. I think we've been discussing this maybe for about four and a half years so it's really good. to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
4: for sure. Sure, it's great, for
1: sure. really, really good. And Tony, how are you? Can you hear me all right? How are you going, you right? Yeah, not too
2: bad, not too bad. Yeah,
1: I can hear you, can you hear me? Yes, yes, perfectly, perfectly. Um, and we've got Richard. Good. How are good. you, Rich? Yeah, very well, thanks mate. Thanks for inviting
5: me on. Especially nice. after uh, a good result last night as well. It makes a change from, uh, obviously, the weekend as well. So it was good to bounce
1: back from that, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. You remind me a little bit, um, you don't remember... Going live with Philip Schofield and Gordon the Gopher. From yes. back in the day when he was kids. Like he was sitting in a in a broom cupboard. Broom cupboard, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you're in your Arsenal broom cupboard there with all your uh, kids yeah, well, it's, around you. It's, it it's pretty it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's quite
5: cozy, yeah.
1: Have you got Gordon to go for a review or...
5: no, he's he's got a night off actually. He's a bit busy. He's been a bit busy, so I'll give him a night off today.
1: Oh fantastic. Well, the Americans haven't got a clue what we're talking about, haven't No. You? <laughs> <laughs> 9, 1980s reference. In- yeah, kids program back in the day. Um, Simon, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me back on. Uh, we look like brothers from another mother. Obviously. We do, don't it's we? Like same, same top on today. Uh, Ryan's going to be joining us, hopefully, at some point soon as well. But, as you know, Ryan's always late, so we're just cracking on without him at the moment. So, I mean, yesterday, I mean, what can you say about yesterday? I mean, I don't think any of us really gave us much of a chance, but, you know, I was hoping for a draw, but let's get uh, into the sort of the nitty-gritty. There's a few bits and pieces to, uh, to talk about. I mean, I'll go to you first, As you're uh, one of the virgins, Mo Bay, I'll go to you first. I mean, lineups, because there was five changes. I think it uh, may be expected with the semi final coming up. I mean... What were your overall thoughts when the team was announced, and that, did you give us much hope?
4: Um, I didn't give us much hope before the game. I don't care what team started. It, 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 after <laughs> what happened Saturday, I was going in this game just um, not even expecting much. It doesn't matter what starting lineup we put out there. You didn't really. After what happened Sunday, it was just I was just watching the game. I didn't even watch the first half of the game. I, as soon as I turned the TV on, two minutes later, Reese Nelson scored, so I missed the whole first 40 minutes of the game um but but i mean that was a good surprise because i it was 2-1 as soon as i turned it on i was surprised to see that 1-1 when i turned the tv on um but when i see obama young wasn't playing and um that's when i know that you know he's pretty much planning for the weekend probably you know it's pretty much more important than this game i mean we're not really playing for much now playing for eighth or seventh probably um, so it's not really playing for much. Um, the weekend was more important. I didn't really give us much of a chance against Liverpool. I don't think nobody really did give us much of a chance, but it was a good surprise. Um, we didn't, I didn't enjoy the game at all. You know, like you guys said, we was all <laughs> biting our, biting our nails. We defended for the, all the game that I watched. I don't know what happened before I start watching their 40 minutes, but what I saw was the, them just pressuring us the whole game, you know? So, um, it was good to see us stand up defensively. Um, proud of mm. the boys for doing that. You know, we talk about the keeper making some good saves, but other than that, you know, it was three points against the champion. So nothing much I can complain about, really.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Tony, what about you? Your same question to you, mate.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I saw the lineup and I was a bit, um, how can I say, I was bricking it before the game and I was bricking it even more when I saw the lineup. You know, I thought. Um, not No Yang starting. I thought that was a bit of a worry. Um, I also thought better in not playing that right back. I was always a bit concerned about, um, you know, Cedric. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if he's up to much. But, you know, he'd done a job in the first half. He was at, probably at fault for the first goal. But, you know, all in all, the defence yesterday was on point. I thought it was really good. So, can't mm. really complain with the selection afterwards. So at the beginning of the game, yeah, I, I mean, there was, there's always going to be questions to ask. Yeah, um, no. Everyone's going to. You can put out the best eleven, and there will always be someone who you don't want in that team, or there will always be someone who don't want that someone. You know, so you're always mm-hmm. going to have that, unfortunately. But yeah. you playing Liverpool, the champions, and they're a good team. So, you know, I don't think many of people gave us a chance. So I didn't have, have much hope at the beginning. Um, yeah, and then when I saw the team, it was much the same, so yeah. different really.
1: I mean, I, I was really delighted to get my two wishes, and that was Mustafi and uh, Kalasnach were out the defence. So I was, that was really, <laughs> really positive to start off with. Um, Richard, the, I mean that, I th- obviously Martinez. We're going to come on to Martinez, uh, you know, in a bit more detail later because I mean, he's just been in- absolutely incredible. But, but I think it was the uh, first ten minutes uh, maybe. Uh, had a bit of a, his first sort of jittery moment, uh, that he's, he's had since he joined us, uh, back in the team recently. Do you remember where he t- tried to take get the kick out and sort of, yeah, g- for yeah. did a, did a, did an Anketiah on him? Yeah, he did. I mean, to be fair, he, he, he nearly did one
5: against Spurs as well, didn't he? he Pass he sort of passing out from the back on, on Sunday and it nearly cost us a goal. Um, but, I mean, generally, his distribution has been really good, hasn't it? So that was a bit of a shock, yeah. actually, to see him sort of do stuff like that because he's, he's been so um, sort of consistent with it, really. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's made, again, three or four great saves, hasn't he, when it's been needed. Yeah, he's, he's done it nearly, near enough, every single game. And in a way, it's great for us to have him as a good backup goalkeeper that's playing really well. But it's also a little bit of a worry as far as I'm concerned because we're still conceding a lot of chances, aren't we, in games? You know, we, we're a lot more compact now than we were um, before obviously Arteta came in, but we're still conceding too many chances in the games, aren't we? The fact that M- Martinez is playing so well, making so many saves, um, is a slight concern for me um, in terms of the, the you know, the, the freedom that other teams are getting against us and the, the chances that they're having. So that's something that we're going to certainly have to improve on moving forward and hopefully some, you know, some better personnel in the team will help that as well. I mean, you can see the improvements has made. I mean, last night kind of showed it really. That second half, that's probably the best 45 minutes of defending from an Arsenal team for many, many years, isn't it? Probably since the, yeah. you know, the Invincible team even, going back that far, you know, for to defend that well and that with, with that much commitment to, to the cause. I mean, you know, um, I suppose, you know, the defenders individually aren't the greatest players, are they? We know that. We know we've got issues in defence. But the way that the whole team defended from the front last night in the second half, putting their bodies on the line, you know, blocking things. And that was great to see. And we need to, we're going to have to do exactly the same as that again at the weekend, aren't we? If we're going to get any anything from that game. But it's it's good that we've had that experience now of playing a, a really good team, defending really well against them for, you know, most of the game, maybe the first 20 minutes, not so much. Um, we, we could have been two or three down, couldn't we, early on um, and there'd have been no coming back. But we, we dug in. I say the second half was as good as I've seen defensively. It was almost like a George Graham throwback, wasn't it, to so the nineteen eighties? Really, what, yeah. So I mean, was, that's
1: what I put on Twitter. That's what I'm delighted about. Yeah, I mean, we'll the shape, come to the the shape second of the half, team, huh? yeah. in the shape of the team, really, as well, all the way through. I mean, I
5: like this free at the back. Actually, I remember when George did it in the, you know, for the Liverpool game and stuff like that in eighty nine, didn't he? He went with a free at <laughs> yep. the back, and um, it, it's, it's a good system. I've always liked it, and I'm glad that Arteta's sticking with it because it's been working in terms of the, we're looking a lot more solid now even though that there's still issues there. Like I say, you know, we're still conceding too many chances. But um, I, think, I say um, we, we started slowly, uh, but we, we flew into the game. Didn't we?
1: I was going to say, regarding the chances we're conceding uh, lately... A lot of it is down to the teams we've been playing. I mean, we've had a horrendous run of, of, of uh, matches, would not we? And, uh, I mean, earlier on in the season, with the run of teams that we've been playing over the last few games, I mean, we would, I think just would have course a the nightmares, I don't think anyone would have slept for a couple of weeks, would we? But uh, We've been coping with it fairly well, to be fair. And uh, although they were literally all over us, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to the second half, uh, uh, you know, a bit later on, but they were literally all over us because they're a fantastic team but they didn't create too many clear cut chances i don't i didn't think really um but anyway so si, the i mean i found it quite hard to work out what was going on sort of formation wise i mean um i don't know what the hell i was on about in in the uh, i was on the purely arsenal podcast yesterday with the boys there was really really good fun recommend that podcast but um a stup- i i mean i said because he asked me about the um, the formation, I, I I know that Pepe was popping up on the left quite a lot, but I think he was like um, I, I was listening to the AskCast earlier, and, and they were saying they were tasked. I mean, uh, Saka and Pepe were tasked really with uh, just a ch- closing down and chasing role more than anything else, and. um as such, uh, you know it's hard to criticise them because they, they work the nuts off, really. But um, I said on the po- uh, this pre Arsenal podcast, it, is, it seemed like a, they went back to a back four, and it almost like I, I said four four no, um, uh, yeah, almost like a four four no four one four one formation. I don't know where the hell I got that from because that's completely incorrect. But did you get any idea about how they were playing? <laughs> I mean, it was difficult to work out, wasn't it? Because it was a four back four at some point.
0: I think the the shape of the team was the interesting thing because we we maintained the shape throughout no matter what the formation was. Um, But I think that as Liverpool dominated the possession so much, we were kind of squeezed into such a small space anyway, it kind of became irrelevant. And I think Mm. Pepe was probably, like you say, he was put out on the left-hand side, which isn't his most favourable place to be. Um, But... He had a job to do, which was to 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 help out Saka and to, you know the pair of them take care of the left hand side. So, seen quite a few people get on his back a little bit yesterday and said, "Well, you yeah. know, wasn't really involved in the game, didn't touch the ball very much, particularly in the first half." But you know, yeah, Pepe isn't really designed for that. Now, he did a job yesterday, um, but we're not going to see the real Pepe and a confident Pepe all the time that we can't play the ball into his feet. He can't run at people, you know. He didn't have the opportunity yesterday at all, really, to show his strengths and his qualities. He was out on the left there, and he had to deal with what was in front of him, and that was it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think Saka was a, had a fairly quiet game, but he had an awful lot to do. <laughs> he had a lot of people running him, and he had a lot of defensive yeah. duties to do. So you again didn't see, you know, the beauty of his game is really him going forward and putting balls into the box. Um, and of course, you have Tierney slotting in, in in part of the back three as well. So mm. he did a fantastic job, I think, in, in as a centre-back. But you, of course, automatically miss him going forward and bombing down the left now. Yeah. You're probably not going to be able to do that against Liverpool for 90 minutes anyway. So probably a good game for him to be in a centre-back and sacrifice that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so, definitely. If, if anyone thought... Uh, or it comes across as being disappointed that we weren't dominating the play. I mean, you need to go and shake the heads, really, because it's we're against Liverpool at the end of the day. Whether it's the end of the season after they've won the league already or not, they were still trying to go after the points record and the wins record in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Never, ever going to be easy. So, yeah, I, I think it pretty much panned out as I was expecting, really. But um, Tanner... Talk us through the first goal because it it was quite incredible, wasn't it? I mean, what do you, I think, I think it, the work Lacazette did for, for both goals really, and actually throughout most of the first half, I thought it, it was pretty exceptional really um, compared to what he has been lately. I thought I, I was really, really pleased with his performance.
3: Yeah. And let's face it. He's, he's been maligned for some time now for not scoring and, and, um I mean, this is his first home goal in in quite some time i you know i don't remember when he last scored at home quite frankly but um you know everybody says that liverpool gifted us two goals and and yeah to a degree they they did but look at the end of the day of course I, how, yeah. how I mean but but lacazette was there and Reese nelson was there pressuring van dyke and and van dyke just kind of like mm. it just very nonchalant really just mm. and it was a it was a minimal minimal wrap from from nelson it just kind of held his held van dyke's arm back and van dyke just stopped and, and that's why you, you just you've got to keep going you yeah. know you can't just stop playing and look at the official if you stop playing and i'm an official i'm probably going to look at you and be like what do you want you know um so credit to Therese nelson for creating the mistake that van dyke made and then full marks to lacazette for for burying the shot and um you know, he very easily could have missed that. That was a that was a wide open net, and he very easily could have sent that ball, you know, inches yeah. past our post, but he didn't. He put it right where he needed to, just past um, just past Allison, into the back of the net, and and off we go.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he was really sharp. i I mean, I'd always like to praise people when they've done well, just as much as I can criticize people when they don't. And, but props to him because I have been critical of Lacazette. You Know quite a lot lately because I, I think he's looked sluggish, completely out of form. He looked like his head was somewhere else, to be perfectly honest. Um, but the last, I mean, the, Tony, I Tony, Tony Turner in the uh chat there said he's got three goals in three games so far, and he can't knock that. He's he's really turning it around. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. props to him because I thought he had a really, really good first half at least. Um, Moby. I- I was going to say I, I, yeah, I tweeted
0: on, I tweeted last night actually about Lacazette because I was very impressed. I, I, I quite like not watching it with the crowd effects, so mm. you can hear the players a little bit more and sense what's going on. And I saw a different side for Lacazette last night. He was really talking to Reese Nelson all the way through that first half and sort of directing him around. And you know, when he could get a word in edgeways with Arteta oh. shouting from the sidelines, <laughs> I really thought that uh, that um, Lacazette's. We, we saw a different side. He was really this leadership quality came out of him last night with the captain's armband. And it was nice to see he was being vocal. He was talking to mm. his teammates. He was particularly, you know, encouraging Nelson when he was trying to track him back and, you know, telling him when to get forward with him. And there was just a, a great amount of communication going on last night. And it's not something that you always associate with Lacazette, no. um, but it was a r- really, really good to see. Exactly.
1: One yeah. thing that I was really, really pleased with in lots of ways and I know you wouldn't have seen this, Moby, uh in the first half. But there was a that moment with Rob Holding, where he brought the ball out, dribbled the ball yeah. out. Yeah, that's I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, he he lost it. He got knocked up in the air. But what I absolutely loved is he just sprinted back, and you saw what happened. He just knocks uh, Marley flying. Mane kicked out, and oh, the way he just stood there and looked over him, it was almost like a gladi, <laughs> gladi- uh glad, what's it called? Um, gladiator, sorry, gladiator moment. Look, you know, after someone, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, is that all you got? You know, that type of thing. It's absolutely quality, but it was another moment as well, which you might not have seen in the highlights, where Saka and I can't remember who it was on. Maybe it was Morne again. Um, Got the ball and he sort of was running towards the corner flag, and he got pushed a little bit from behind, and and Saka literally just bought the foul and proper you know professional sort of way of doing it. 18 years old, I was absolutely delighted with him because we've never done we haven't done that for years, absolutely years. A proper sort of game management.
2: Yeah, go on. It was Silo who done it on. Silo, because Silo, Silo went like right. that after us. He had the team yeah. to call him a diver, diver after us. Yeah. Of all I, people.
1: I mean, was 18 know. years old, and that shows a lot of professionalism mm-hmm. and maturity to do that, actually. And he bought us a bit mm-hmm. of time to get to regroup and get back into positions and everything. And all, something small, but I love to see it, because that's incremental little bits and pieces that are really helping him to improve our game. Um, mm-hmm. Now... We have got here, uh, yeah, and the second goal, I mean, absolutely brilliant again because everyone, how many times you heard the, the transformational signings that Liverpool made to actually get them where they are today in Alisson and Virgil van Dyke and um, it was just the first one made the first mistake and the second one made the second mistake, uh, did you see that? Go in the highlights, Moby. Can you talk us yeah. through your thoughts on, on that second goal just before half-time? Great time to get it.
4: Yeah, like I, like I said, it was two minutes literally after I started watching the game, that goal. So that, that, that one kind of... I, I, like did that. I did watch that. Yeah, I did get to see that one live. And I, I heard you guys talking about the formation. And um, it was we, was we were switching the formations a lot. You could see, like, when we was without the ball, we was playing with three at the back, with the two wing-backs. When we had the ball, the wing backs were so far up, the back four was spread out. We had a back four going here, and it was wide. Cedric was wide. Um, the only thing that continued was the, the two midfielders, which was, um, was Granite Shaka and Torreira. They never got too forward. So that was one of our problems. They were sitting so deep, nothing was going forward. But if you look up front, um, I think the telling thing was me was – Pepe was playing on the left, yes, and Nelson was playing on the right. But they were always further ahead than Lacazette. If you look every time we were pressing, Lacazette was always behind both of them. So we were playing with these two split forwards like we did. I don't know if you remember the game that we won against Chelsea when Mm. Emery played. Um, uh, I think it was Ramsey. He played up front. Ramsey and someone else played as a split forwards, and Aubameyang played split forwards, and you had that one forward going through the middle. That's exactly what we were doing. We had the two wingers putting on the pressure. Lacazette was dropping so forward back. If you look at the goal, that exact goal that he intercepted the ball and assisted Nelsley, he was behind the two players that was in front of him, which he's our striker. Mm-hmm. That's how he got to intercept that ball. So I think we have to give credit where credit is due too, to to Mikel Arteta. We saw this um, from Pep Guardiola a lot. I remember the first game that we played on the Emory when we played them at home. I think it was the first game of the season. He changed yeah. formation so much. Sometimes you will see the left back was in the middle of the field when they didn't have the ball. And then when they have the ball, they spread out, you know, and that's something that we're seeing or that they're trying to do. So without the ball, we were so compact. And I think it's just time for the players um, getting more used to it, getting more used to the formation. You can see that's why Granite Chaka. a lot of people don't like him, but he's so clinical to what we're doing because now we're actually playing to his strength. We're not asking them to bump forward or we're not asking them to, you know, make a a last-ditch tackle or cover for the wingbacks. He's pretty much staying in the middle of the field. If you look on his heat map, he don't really move from that central midfield position. He is is locked in there. Sabellos is the one that's doing the runaround and, and, you know, doing the cleaning up. Shaka is just staying in that middle, floating in the middle, and that's where you get to see the best of him. So the formation-wise, it was set up. I know they said Liverpool made the mistake, but this is what the team was set up to do. We, yeah. we we pressured them. We have actually played the same game that they used to play against us. When the, the thing is, when this happened to us, everybody tell us our crapper defenders is, which they are. They're not lying. Mustafi and Louise and the whole nine yards, all of them are crap. But when this stuff happened to us, you we always complain about the defenders. But when we do it to other teams, you know, the other teams just have an off day. You know, we have to uh-huh. give credit where credit is due. Exactly. We did this. We, we pressured him into those mistakes. Lacazette did a wonderful job yesterday, not just being a forward, but dropping back, helping out in midfield. He scored a goal. He created one. It's hard not to give him the man of the match. Um, but then you talk about holding, and we was doing so much defensively. Mm-hmm. But the only good thing about yesterday was we had two chances. We took two chances. Exactly. We had two shots and goal um, up to a point in the game, like the 80th minute. We only had two shots and goal, and we scored both of them. It was wish, a whole different story again.
1: Yeah, it I wish, yeah, wish, yeah. wish Willock hadn't got the third shot.
4: Yeah, because exactly. Was, two
1: shots. It was a whole. It was a whole
4: different story on. It was a whole different story on Sunday, and a whole different story against Leicester. The amount of chances that we get in these big games and mm. don't take them always come back to bite us. So it was good to see us being clinical in front of goal. Took our chances, and like I said, man, it's, it's the formation. We have to give Arteta some credit because he's he's really drilling these players into something different.
1: Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Well said. Um uh-huh. one thing that I was gonna go on to as well, and I'll come to you this uh now, Tony, as well, but just quickly. Uh, my notes that I made, um I put for the goal, I'll just put in, put get in and then next to it I put tosser Martin Tyler. Because all the way through the game <laughs> it's like Martin Tyler said Arsenal surprisingly find themselves in front. That was it, that was all he said about our goal. You know, and that was... And yeah. then when, we, when they walked in at half-time, he said, uh, they trail 2-1 at half-time. Extraordinary. And I've just put, fuck off. Because it just absolutely <laughs> does my head in. Because what uh, they trail 2-1 at half-time. Extraordinary. Yeah. What didn't he say? Arsenal lead the champions 2-1 at half-time. Nah, of course not. Anyway, that's just one of my little pet peeves that wanted to get out Um, Tony yeah so 2-1 at half time incredible really Uh, I don't think anyone expected it what I found Mm -hmm. on both goals I didn't actually uh, celebrate them at first because I I thought to myself because I was watching it without the crowd noise and everything and it seemed like everything stood still and neither Lacazette nor uh reese nelson celebrated their goals and i just assumed they were going to get called offside or you know something along those lines it was really actually quite a weird situation so i I think when it got to half time it had really sunk in that we were actually leading properly (laughs) so yeah and when it got to half how were you thinking about the the second the second half and everything and how the first half went How were you feeling then See, at
2: the moment, I just want to talk about Martin Tyler. You brought him up. You brought him fresh to my mind, the stuff Absolutely. he was going through it the game. really um, wind me up. But it, it, it did wire me up because uh, you'll probably talk about it later on, but there was a tackle in the game, which was a blatant red card. It was the same as in Cartier's. And he spoke yeah. about 10 minutes about a non-existent penalty, which never happened. It was There was no foul. It was a great um, bit of defending by Arsenal. And he talked about it for about five minutes, whereas the r- red card offence, which was a red card in my eyes, he spoke mm. for about five seconds, brushed it under the carpet. Same as Alan Smith, because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I think Alan Smith's had the men in black laser sprayed at him and he's forgotten to pay for <laughs> us and he's got any allegiance to us. That's the problem with that guy. Uh, you know, I don't expect him to be biased, but I expect him to to give us a good account for for the team that he paid him his wages for all this time and put him where he is. Um, that's the the kind of thing that wham me up at half-time. So I turned the television off at half-time. I didn't want to listen to any punditry. I kind of just went on Twitter as I do, uh, ranted and raved for about 10, 15 minutes. Mainly, not nothing to do with us winning, really, but mainly the tackle, the foul. That yeah, was the it, thing that really, it, really it wham me no,
1: up. Really disgusting. Yeah. It,
2: you know, it, I, I, I don't think I'd be so incensed if it wasn't for the fact that Aubameyang got sent off against Palace for the similar thing. And also in a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, and the fact that VAR didn't even look at it
1: oh, is another thing
2: which is just bemuses me. It bemuses yeah. me because what do they do to, when they're when they're not looking at VAR VAR videos? Are they on YouTube? Are they doing something else? Because they must be watching the same stream as us. They must be watching Sky doing a replay of it. And go. Or oh, do you know what? Tierney, Tierney, yeah, you need you need to look back on this. I think it's a red card. Surely they must look at these, the same as we are, because everyone who watched it yesterday would agree it was a red card. Yeah, even well, some the Liverpool fans might even I agree. say that. As I well. was,
1: I was doing the same. I was no. uh, ranting and raving about it on Twitter yesterday, and um, it just there's no logic to it at all. You, you've got to start thinking because someone tweeted mm-hmm. out. I wish I printed it off, or you know, at least I'd done a screen grab of this tweet someone put out, listed everything that you know has gone against us. Uh, and and uh, comparisons that um, you know gone for other teams and nothing had happened and mm-hmm. we're bottom we're bottom of the league aren't we for the fair play league and anyone if you, if, if you actually talk to any other fan of yeah. any other club who is actually a nice genuine fan they would all say if they ever watched Arsenal we're not a dirty team at all you know we're far from it there's something weird going on and that's all I'm going to say there's something weird it, it, I'm not one of these conspiracy theory people, but I Mike think Riley. that, yeah, well, I think it's going back to when we first um, started getting teams full of foreign players and we were being tackled because we had all these great players, flair players, but when they went down, they mm-hmm. had that bit of um, flamboyance about it, didn't they? And I think, <laughs> I think Couple that referees really took against this at that sort of era around that sort of time. And I think it's just something that's just still mm-hmm. sticking around over and over again because there's, there's, there's no one can tell me really uh, that there isn't some kind of bias against Arsenal with referees. I, I just there's gotta be there's gotta be. And you look at um, one other thing. So I'll come to you in a sec, uh, Tanner. Um, that tackle that Xhaka did, absolutely perfect, pinpointly timed tackle,
3: mm-hmm. and he got the
1: same. He got the same punishment, just a yellow card, that Terence Trent Derby did for that tackle on our star player Saka. (laughs) You know, it's just out out of order, out of order. You know, when you when you think about it. So, yeah. Anyway, it's a good point, and (laughs) it's just never it's showing no signs of changing either. That's the annoying thing as well. And and has tackle last week that stopped him from playing in that game yesterday which really fucked us up because we yeah. could we really could have done with him yesterday as well so anyway tally you sorry you put your hand up you to...
3: you, you, you stole my thunder on that because i was i was going i was basically i was just going to say the same thing um i think it was uh, i think it was james McNicholas who said that he heard you could hear yeah the, the alexander arnold challenge on soccer. And now, I obviously it wasn't a bone breaking or anything like that. I think maybe he got his spikes into the shin pad, um, but the the granite jocka tackle. And I can't. I don't remember who the challenge was on, um, but Tony, I think Perfect. that's the challenge you're talking about, where he was given a, a, yeah. a yellow card for what? Because that he didn't was touch the guy. He, he got
1: hard. the ball oh, cleanly, ball. didn't he? Yeah,
2: yep, that was clean. Uh, do you know the thing about that? Do you know the thing about that yellow card from Shaka? that actually went to VAR to check to see if it was a red card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 actually went to VAR. And that's yeah. that's the thing where I just think, well, must be something. You know, there must be something here. And another thing I've always said, if you look at every single referee in the league, they're all based from up in the northwest of England or up the north. There's
1: no southern referee. No. Just waiting to see yeah. if you come back, Tone. Yeah. You, we've lost you just slightly. I'll just give you a sec. That's a shame. And that?
3: that Sorry,
1: that's, no. that's we got a... some. No, we've yeah, unfortunately, you know, you. We lost you just for a second there, Tony. If you want to drop out of the uh, stream, if you can hear me, uh, and then come back straight back in, I'll, I'll get you back on and see if it oh. helps.
3: Just hey, Andrew, I think Tony. Had, had, I think well, Tony mentioned well, uh, Alan Smith and and kind of forgetting his, you know, forgetting his roots and everything. And I will say that over here in America, we have Lee Dixon as the. Um, he he's on NBC's number yeah, one. No, number I'm one. one I'm I'm anyway. Is he back? Tony,
1: I don't, if you can hear me, if you drop, just drop out of the uh, stream, and I'll put you straight back in because it usually sometimes sorts it out. Um, but
3: but Lee, yeah. Lee Dixon basically He's, said yesterday the the Xhaka, the, the Xhaka yellow card. He said that I, where's the foul? I, I don't see a foul there at all. And 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 was and was in agreement with us on the Alexander Arnold challenge on Saga. He said, okay, it's a, a card, yes. But and kedia was sent off with a straight red after VAR checked it, why isn't VAR checking, why isn't VAR checking this one? Mm. Uh, Lee Lee Dixon, God bless him. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, he he knows, he knows where his, uh, where his bread was buttered. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. The only issue I've got with, um, uh, people going on about Alan Smith is they're literally saying he's tarnished his reputation. He's not, you know, going on and on. on. I, I don't agree with that at all. You know, there was a couple of things, and someone put a couple of points on. And again, I wish I made a note of it. But um, Alan Smith actually showed a few signs of, of you know, backing up Arsenal yesterday. And I can't remember what the points were that he made. But um, I just I think Alan Smith's a legend, and for everything he's done for the club yeah he's he's taking his uh this job very very seriously professionally he's taking it to the extreme whereby he doesn't want to come across as a a starsman fan but he does take it too far sometimes the other way but i still can't say i still won't have anyone saying he's not a legend just because of that sort of stuff. Because it's ridiculous. He's one of the European Cup. he's, the it. he's, he's doing a job, isn't he? That's it, isn't he? That's all he's doing. Exactly. He's doing his exactly. Job, yeah. 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 And he's, he's trying to do it professionally, and you can't knock yeah. him for that anyway. And, and
3: yeah. almost, you almost feel like he and I've and I've actually I've never heard Alan Smith on commentary again. I I don't I don't get that feed over here, but um, uh, Graham Lasso is another is another commentator for for NBC over here in the states, and he almost it's almost like they're overcompensating in trying to not appear biased towards their former clubs. And they almost appear biased against their former clubs. So I think maybe that's, you know, kind of the point with with Alan Smith. Like you're saying, Andrew, he, you know, almost takes it too far the other way and overcorrects the, the, you know, quote unquote perceived problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to come to you on this one, uh, Richard. Like you touched on it earlier. About um, the performance in the second half with the defending and everything, and I, I, I just loved seeing um, holding in there. It's what a difference it makes. And do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be slight. Just give one slightly negative comment, which I hopefully will be my only one today. And it just makes me think what could have been if he'd have played holding these last couple few games instead of that It just that is quite sad because there's no way I don't think we would have lost against Spurs if, if Holding had played. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but let's let's, get, let's continue with the positive side of that. I, I love this performance because of this backs to the wall, grinding out a result. It, and just for one second, mm-hmm. imagine that the, the, the roles were reversed, right? And Liverpool were going for the title. And they'd done what we'd done if, if we'd been all over them. They would have got praised at a high hill, saying you know it takes a good team to grind out a result like that blah 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 mm-hmm. and we did it you know we did it against them and we did actually live, they had loads of you look at the stats and they can be quite misleading in lots of ways they didn't create too many actual clear-cut opportunities at all i think our defending really took me back to the george graham days so yeah expand on that a little bit if you if you can I mean exactly exactly
5: was like that. I mean, so many games in the in the sort of nineteen eighties and early part of the nineties when when George was there. We'd, it was like an away game last night, in a way, wasn't it? The way that we yeah. played, you know, we didn't have a lot of possession. We defended very deep, especially in the second half. I mean, they pushed us back, I guess, as well. But it was a very, it just reminded me so much of those days when we used to break away and nick a goal. Ian Wright would normally score and we'd win one nil away from home. And mm. that, that was what that was like. You know, we did it against Liverpool a couple of times, sort of back in the day as well, when they were, you know, the, the sort of challenges for the league and stuff like that. And, that, that was great to see because over the last 10 years or more, maybe, we've not had that in our team, have we? We've not been able to produce a performance like that. Every time we've tried to defend a lead against anybody, whether it's a team like Liverpool or whether it's somebody like Hull or wherever it might be, whenever we try to defend a lead, nine times out of ten, we don't do it. We, can, we make a mistake, concede a stupid goal, and that's what happens. And it's been like that for a long time. So the fact that we did that last night, I mean, you mentioned Rob Holding. And yeah, Rob Holding had a, had a brilliant game, considering he's not played a lot of football. Um, really since his injury, you know, he's not he's not played very much at all. I mean, I don't know why he's not been playing lately. You know, he had a great game, was it Southampton, wasn't it? I think he played and he had a great game there. Yeah. Man and we kept a clean Yeah, and we kept a clean sheet. And since then he's he's barely got a look in, which I find a bit strange. But actually what I liked about the back three last night, you mentioned Kalazanac. Tierney playing in that left sided centre back role. He's an actual proper defender. You know, you're mm. saying we missed him going forward. I don't care how much he goes forward. He's a, he's jobs as a, he's a defender. He's, he's a full back by trade. His job's to defend. Last night, he was absolutely brilliant as a he defender. Mm-hmm. Nothing got past him. He read the game well. He was just absolutely brilliant. And when he's got the ball, you know he's going to be tidy with the ball. He very rarely gives it away. I don't, I don't want him to go forward. I want him to play in that, in that left centre back position now indefinitely. Because I think it suits him, and it, it's made our it made our team last night a lot more solid and compact. Because he didn't disappear. Kolesnech doesn't really know how to play that role because he, he's generally been a wing back going up the other end of the pitch, and he, he can't rein himself in. He's constantly out of position, and it pulls well, everyone else around. The fact last he's night, got a
1: donut for a brain doesn't help Well, exactly, return. exactly,
5: yeah. But Tierney actually stayed in his position. He, he, he did his job what he needed to do, and he was absolutely brilliant. And I think that's what held the defence together, because other people didn't have to cover for him. He was there, and it meant everyone else could concentrate on their own jobs, uh, which they were able to do. And uh, the biggest plus for me last night was Tierney in that position. Also, as well, within playing there, what it would do is it would allow Saka to maybe play in that left wing-back role, which I think he'd be suited to that as mm. well, because he can get down the wing, he puts a lot of good crosses in, he's got a lot of assists, and I think that actually, that that, that those two in those positions there, down the left-hand side, would actually be, I mean, yeah, last night, we wasn't going to attack much, so Saka didn't get an opportunity to to do that, did he anyway? he, he wasn't going. It wasn't that sort of game, and no, Pepe obviously, no. I mean, I know Pepe played on the left last night, but he, he wasn't going to be able to get forward really anyway, just because of the, the way we'd set up the team last night. We wasn't set up for that, was we? Um, No, but going forward, that's how I I can see us playing. And I mean, Rob Holding, as I said before, that was—he almost reminded me a little bit of of Tony Adams. You know, uh, I don't want to compare him to Tony Adams because Tony Adams did did, did you know, his career was unbelievable. But the way that he played, the way he was sort of leading at the back as well, you know, how he dealt with Mane, what we mentioned before, you know, when he was basically said, you know, I'm not taking that off you. Do you know what I mean? And that's that was a Tony Adams. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, he's got a little bit of that in him, hasn't he? And if that can be brought out, if Arteta can maybe, uh, you know, push that along a bit more. But I mean, he needs to play more, doesn't he, Holding, I think it's, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he does need to play more. And, um, and I'd like to see him play on, on Saturday, definitely, because I think he deserves it after the way he played last. In fact, I wouldn't change the back three at all for, for Saturday. Um but that's what I like about him. He, he seems to understand the Arsenal history. He seems to get it, doesn't he, Holding And he, he, yeah. and last night, I'll say, you know, considering his hardly played, I mean, that was unbelievable to play like that in that sort of a game against, you know, a good opposition. That's why, I mean, people might say Liverpool wasn't Hundred percent trying, but they were in that second half. They were. They did everything to win that game. They, they took that the game seriously. Yeah, no, exactly. No, they gave everything to win that game because they wanted that points record. Let's, let's not. Let's not pretend they didn't. They wanted to get that points record. They wanted to win all their games. Last night they picked their strongest team, and they played. They played to win that game. And you know, people say, "Oh, you've only beat them because they've already won the league." We, playing like as we did last night, we would have beat them if we'd played them four months ago when they were flying. Because they just didn't get they didn't get through us. They didn't. They didn't. They wasn't able to because of how well we defended. And Xhaka as well. I want to mention Xhaka. I know he gets a lot of criticism. I, I've always tried to defend him because I like Xhaka. I think he's a great player and he, he fits into what we need in the midfield. When he wasn't playing, we were nowhere near as compact and solid in midfield. He comes back in and he's done a great job. Last night, I thought he was brilliant as well. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. Henderson's got a lot of um, got a lot of praise this season for Liverpool. I know he's injured. but You can't tell me Xhaka's not better than Henderson because he I'm just not having it. He got
1: three much blocks, Three, he, he literally put his body on the line yesterday. Yeah. To be fair, I mean saying. that, that, that yellow car
5: that, that yellow car that we mentioned. That wasn't a foul; it was a clean tackle, an unbelievably great tackle. Perfect and he did tackle, a few yeah. of them, didn't he? There was one in the second half, just outside the box, when he he, he took the ball off. But I think it might have been I, guess, I can't remember yeah, it, it might in Salah, yeah, yeah, uh, and that was a great tackle as well that stopped an attack. I, I wasn't. So he does that point, a lot. Yeah. yeah, well, I think we all were because it was coming to last ten minutes and the pressure was building, but. Xhaka's got such a cool head. I mean, I know people won't probably agree, but I actually think he should be made captain again. I think he's a natural leader on the pitch. I think the other players respect him and look up to him. And his performances now warrant it because he's, he's a leader in every single game. And I think he deserves to... He gets the captain's arm out every time the captain goes off. They Just give it to him. You know, there'll be a bit of unrest from the fans. They won't want it because of what he did before. But to me, forget that. Look at how he's playing. Look at how... Um, what a leader he is! Look how the other players look up to him and do the right thing. He should be captain. There's no doubt in my mind. But yeah, should, yeah. I think when it comes to the FA Cup final, I'd want him to be captain because he deserves it. If we get there,
1: well, you know how I feel about that. I, 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 I won't. I wouldn't have him as captain, but I think he's he's really important for the team at the moment. I, I agree about yeah. everything with him because you got to give people props when they're doing really well. You're quick enough to dish uh-huh. it out when they're doing yeah. crap. yeah so yeah. let's be let's be you know put our hands up and say look you you're playing really well at the moment just keep it going I'm absolutely happy to have him back in the team playing like he is looking happy as well playing um but yeah do you the, not think you not
5: the, think he's he's been one out of the whole of the Premier right. League since the restart do you not think he has been one of the best players in the whole Premier League since the restart, I think he has, I think he's been absolutely brilliant
1: in every single well, game. Well, yeah, not, he, we've he's got not, a couple he, of them actually with the with the with the goalie as well. I mean, we're going to want to sack yeah. on a sack as another sack as
5: another one. You know, I want to give we, we someone
1: else one yeah. other guy. Just very quickly, I'll give props to him. that's David Luiz as well. I thought he had a great game yeah. yesterday. He actually put his
2: Yeah,
5: he actually put his bollocks
1: on the line at one point as well. Didn't he? Doesn't he read the game well as well?
5: Doesn't he? He reads the danger well. I know. I know he sometimes makes the odd mistake, that he does. And we can't deny that although i don't think he's made as many as people say for us anyway um He was solid he d- yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he, re- he reads the game well, doesn't he? He reads the danger. He, he, he tends to anticipate things. He gets in front of the, the player and wins the ball. He does that a lot, and then obviously his long passes are, are a great outlet as well, aren't they? I know last yeah. night we didn't get the opportunity to use it really, but it is a great outlet in a lot of games. And again, he's another important player, and he's another leader as well, isn't he? And the other, I mean, what Saka said when he signed his contract, he, he mentioned David Luiz, didn't he? As one of the players who's really helped him mm-hmm. and really mm. influenced him. He's obviously that's why Arteta wanted him to stay for another season because he knows the influence he's having on the young players. And again, you know, he gets a lot. Of, he gets a lot of stick, and I don't really know why. Because over over the season, he's he's been he's been good. You know, you, you know, three or four mistakes, yes, he's made, and I'm sure he, he admits that himself. But overall, he's he's been he's been solid. He's been strong, and he's probably been our most consistent defender over the season. You know,
4: and
1: that, think, that, needs um, to be... um, that chance that. Um... Uh, Salah, I think. Yeah, it was Salah. That had, and Mart- um, Martinez did a really good save on that one. So, got his fingertips to it. but Because that was another thing that really annoyed me about Martin Tyler. He said, oh, uh, um, he sold da- David Luiz there. Yeah. And, uh, cause he didn't sell David. He threw himself in front of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he had his legs wide open, so he literally put his bollocks on the line. He could have literally had a, a, a football full pelt into <laughs> into his groin, couldn't he? And uh, but he threw himself in front of the ball. We didn't get to sell him a dummy or anything, and that was, that was annoying because he did that because that was David Luiz. Because they were all reputation. doing that last
5: night, weren't they? They were all prepared to get. they were all prepared to to throw themselves in the way of every. Put their bodies night. on all the line, them. and, uh, all, and of you, all of them. You, all of
1: them did. Every single player. You can't knock them for any uh, their commitment yesterday. It was, I thought it was absolutely spot on, and that's what i was so ha- happy about. That um, yeah. this is this is all come from Arteta. Can you make literally just a few short weeks ago, months ago, our players looked like completely disinterested. They've given up, haven't they? Literally yeah. given up. And you look what they're doing uh-huh. now for the manager. It's absolutely remarkable absolutely. this is the first stage of the of, of the new era because that match yesterday sort of encompasses that they've all bought into. Mikel Arteta's philosophy, and they will literally do anything for him. Imagine it, if he it, can it, get some good players. Imagine if
5: he's allowed just, to sign some decent players. Imagine amazing. what we can do. Amazing. Imagine what we can do with that in the next two or three years. If he's given, if he's given the players that he needs and he wants, you know, I know there was a bit of a hint about in the in the, his interview afterwards about the the funds he might he might not or oh, might get. But I would if, love that if, if, love if he's allowed, if he's allowed to buy the players in that he knows that we need, and he'll know which players he wants as well because he, he knows what he's doing. If he's allowed to get those players now. And then in consecutive windows going forward When he's got them players in place I can see the future being a, brilliant for us I'm really excited well, about yeah. what he can bring But is he going to be back? That's
1: the only thing that well, concerns me it, I, 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 I genuinely what... think he will But I always have been quite confident I so. about that But I, I, I we are so. now where Liverpool were What was it? Four, four or five years ago when Klopp took over And um, yeah. They yeah. were. I heard on the way home Because I was listening to um, Lola, What was it? Uh, the Arsenal Opinion podcast by Legrove, and he said that um, they were they published. I think he was on Talk Sport. They were talking about it. Klopp's first seventeen games in charge versus Arteta's seventeen first games in charge. Did you see those stats come out anywhere? Because first I've heard of it, so I, I haven't actually seen them. But Arteta's uh, first seventeen matches are, are much much better than what Klopp's were, and. When you see, yes, uh, uh, the, at the weekend, our match versus Spurs, which was you know, we all know it's incredibly disappointing. Um, then <sighs> so many people had a meltdown and then we started going after Arteta already, you know, and it's just ridiculous. It just winds me up. We played well
5: against Spurs, didn't we? Overall, we were, we were we made some mistakes and got paid and paid for the, the just, price,
1: yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't want anyone listening to this just thinking it's uh, me and you podcast today. So we'll move on to. <laughs> well, which is which is
4: which is the pro- which is the problem, Richard? That, that <laughs> I hear you mention. You don't know why David Luiz get criticized that much. That's the problem that I have with David Luiz and Mustafi. You watch the game against Spurs. The mm. first half, Mustafi was 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 wonderful. You know, for the first sixty minutes, and then he turned into Mustafi. David Luiz, that's the same problem with him. He he plays good for 80 minutes, but then you know there's a mistake coming. And we can't keep we can't keep going on yeah, like that. These yeah. these defenders yeah. are just not good enough. So when I criticize a Mustafi or I criticize a David Luiz, it's not because of what they do they do for 89 minutes of the game. It's what you know they're gonna do at some point in the game. Yeah. You're expecting them to make a mistake. And it's just not good enough. Colostinat, you're expecting them to make a mistake. So it doesn't matter if you if you if if you're a defender, if you're a, a midfielder or a forward, then you can get away with certain stuff. But when you're the last man at the back, mistakes, you it, it does get idolized when you make a mistake back there. David Luiz has been sent off three or four times this 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 season. He's gave away like three penalties, four penalties. But they all they all are always so crucial. Every time you get sent off or you make a mistake, we, we end up losing the game. The one against Manchester City, that we was getting battered, just like it was against Liverpool, but we were holding up. Marie was playing good, but then you turn around and you get you come on the field and you give away a penalty. You get sent off. That's it. The game is over. You know, it's it's just a mistake that he's making. He didn't make one against Spurs, but it's another defender that did the same thing. Kalasenec, he gave away a stupid goal. Mustafi was just getting turned by Kane. The, the whole second half, or the last thirty minutes of the game, every time he go up against Kane. He gets turned. That's the thing. People can praise Mustafi all they want and say that, oh, he's been turned around since Arteta come, but he's just not good enough for this level of football, the level of concentration that it takes to play, to to be in the position that a Liverpool is in or a Manchester City is in. We just don't have the defenders bar tyranny, and we haven't seen enough of Marie for me to make a conclusion on him or Cedric because he just came here, just signed a contract. But bar those three players – None of these players that we have in defense are good enough for me. No, None of them. Absolutely. The, the, the only good thing that Arteta has done as he has come in for Mustafi for me is he has raised his value put so in, we can put, sell him. And, him. and that's exactly <laughs> what that's exactly what I've seen that 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 should happen. Mustafi's value is now we was going to get 2 or 3 million for him cuz he wasn't playing until December. You know, Emery took him out of the team from the start of the season. He didn't play one game. We wasn't going to get no money for him. Now he's playing well. Arteta has come in and raised his value. We can actually get probably 15 20000000 from Mustafi now. That's what should happen this summer. There's no... I hear talks of new contract for him. It's the same, it's the same a Mustafi. That's the joke. We cannot keep Mustafi and David Luiz. That's the most backward step. It was a backward step to give David Luiz this contract that we just gave him. But I understand what you're saying about him being experienced and being good with the young players. But other than that, he's not a good defender. He shouldn't be your first choice defender. And nah, then you, you add... You add Mustafi to that with a new contract, that's the most backward step that we will ever take in that defence. That would not fix nothing.
1: Well said. Well said. Totally agree with you, 100%. And I've been saying it all along. And I said, I've never been happy with Mustafi. And I I gave him loads of props because of the way that he came back. Because I never thought he'd play football again, let alone for Arsenal. The way that the abuse he was getting was actually quite horrific. You know, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. So he showed a lot of mental strength to come back and actually get back on the pitch to start off with, Mm -hmm. let alone actually giving out some decent performances. But And and I was really respectful of of that because that shows a lot of strength. But (laughs) he's got a button inside him. I mean, against Spurs, it was like the second half was like Mustafi's greatest hits. You know, all in one go. So he put them all out there for everyone to see. You know, trying to tackle someone with his head at one point. You know, it's absolute joke. You know, he's got a switch that switches on to mental retardation mode, and he just does, he just goes, and does weird things. You know, it's just you can't have that in your team. You know, you always only more, no more than a few seconds away from an absolutely horrific mistake. You know, and we've got to get rid of all that. Um, but what you can't knock is that. When they, because because of what Arteta's doing, he's trying to hide everyone's weaknesses to make us get through games. He's almost like this at the end of this season, and this is a quite weird analogy. But he's he's almost like um, oh, what's his name, um, uh, Neil Warnock. <laughs> he's coming to do a job to get us through to stop us getting relegated. You know, it's almost like that, isn't he? He's trying to make the best of people's strengths. Uh, so we've got shit players at the back, and we know we have. But the way that he's got everyone working together as a unit, it's, it's the only way he can actually try and hide their weaknesses by being better as one, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Uh, just
0: just going yeah. back to your point, Richard, about Louise. I think the reason that he looked good last night was actually the people he was next to. I think you have mm-hmm. no-nonsense mm-hmm. defenders in Holding and Tierney who get the ball and do what's necessary with it. They don't stand on the ball for too long, looking around them, waving their arms at people because they want someone to pass to. They get rid of the ball and they do what's necessary. And I think that composes Louise somewhat because he's got two sensible heads next mm. to him as well. And I think if you put those three together, you're, I think Louise is still guilty of a mistake here and there. But I think the three of them together is a better three than, than other options that we've got in the team. So you, look yeah. at, you, look, you look at Kolasinac. How he's become a footballer, I'm not really sure, because he gets the ball and the first thing <laughs> no. he does is stare down at it and like he doesn't know where it is. He doesn't know what foot it's on, and he's looking around and he's looking at the ball. And by the time he's done that, he's being closed down, or he's you know rushed his pass or he's made the wrong call. Tierney and Holding get the ball and it's away straight away. Or they've got you know, Holding's got the ability to take the ball, carry it forward a little bit, play the pass. It's composed, it's relaxed. As soon as you get, get Kalashnatch on the ball, especially it's it's a rush and it's a worry. And I think, you know, behavior of other people must rub off on people like Louise as well.
1: Did you, do you remember that player that, that uh, signed for Southampton famously that time who, uh, you know, wasn't <laughs> yeah. a footballer? You know, and I think he <laughs> got. Ali a...
5: Dyer or something his name was, wasn't it? Or George, Way, that's it. George yeah. Way's brother.
1: Yeah. Ali George Dyer. Cousin. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's what I think class matches. is. It's what, kind of, what professional footballer actually has to look at the football when they're dribbling it or working with it? No one. You know, that's the first thing you learn. Don't look at the football. You know, look around you. What's going on? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't understand how he's a footballer either. So, really good point. I'm going to move on now to sort of pretty much finish up with this game. But we can't. we need to give some... Praise to uh, Martinez, like I said earlier. You know, have you guys? You know when um, Martinelli and Saka signed their uh, new contracts, there was a video put out that, with Martinelli, like an interview that was on the Arsenal player, yes. and it was uh, Martinez, wasn't it, that mm-hmm. sort of interviewed him. <sighs> that, that we've got to take into account. Now, this is like going to be really, really sort of a tough situation because of Leno being probably, along with our Bamiyang probably one of, of our, our best player over the last couple of years. So I think everyone would be quite happy to accept that. And the fact that he was playing under Emery and it, and facing 20, 30 shots at least every single game, you know, he was in a terrible team and it, he was phenomenal, Leno. But when you, when you look at Martinez now, uh, not only is he producing... What can only be described as literally world-class performances in lots of cases and saves. That save yesterday are absolutely phenomenal. And what I actually love about him, he, he's totally, like, literally commanding his whole box. He, he's got no issue knocking the play. A little bit of Jens Lehmann about him. But if he needs to knock one of our own players out of the way to catch the ball, he'll do it. And I love holding because he's an old-fashioned type real defender. No No fuss. Hard man type of defender, which I love, which we haven't had for ages. And in the same way, I feel like that about Martinez, the way he commands his box and the way he actually, in an old school fashion, catches the ball. It's like he's got Pritt stick on his gloves. He's just like, I can't remember him spilling a shot, you know, he, in cross. I don't think he's dropped one, has he? I, is he? You might be at put me right, but everything he goes for, he catches. It doesn't spill it. So not only have you got to take that into account, the way that he's actually playing, You've got to look at the other side of things, like the way that he's, he's literally being like a surrogate father to Martinelli at the moment, which is absolutely amazing. I love that video. that It was really quite heartwarming. And then at the same time that he's actually been with the club for 10 years, completely loyal. And when you read the background stories about him and his dad and stuff, in the way he loves Arsenal, he, he was absolutely determined to be the first choice. And the way that he's actually got to this situation now, and he's taken it brilliantly. He couldn't have asked for anything more. When he's got his chance, and boy, is he taken it at the end of the day. And yeah. he, he, he's been so patient, so loyal. He's ten years of waiting, and he's finally done it. So I mean, if I Mar- if I'm Martin Martinez now, it, and if I got immediately dropped be- when Leno is back fit, I'll be really pissed off to be perfectly honest and i'll be knocking on the manager's door and say right i want to go and be a number one somewhere else it's a really tough situation uh i'll I'll go to you on this tanner first so i'm martinez i'm going to be knocking on your door what are you going to do (laughs) yeah this is it's tough because we've got two first choice keepers in effect now you know so we're going to be in a bit of a situation
3: So one thing, and I, have touched on this on my own, on my own show at one point, and I made the comment that you should not lose your starting job due to injury. Meaning. So in this case, I don't think that Leno should lose his starting place because he got injured. He didn't, he didn't play himself out of the number one position. Um, And it can be argued that Martinez is playing himself into that number one position. Um, But the nice thing about the situation is we're going to have a training camp. We're going to have a bit of a of, of an off-season, quote-unquote, to kind of settle this debate. And I think what you'll see when we come back at the beginning of next season in, you know, what, maybe a month, month and a half tops. But uh, what, what we'll see is probably whoever Arteta thinks has the hot hand is probably going to be the guy that gets the start. Um, and I, right now, would I would probably consider selling Martinez for the right price. I think he's playing his value up and up and up, and we could use that money to improve in other areas. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here and you know preaching. Yes, sell him. I, it's not what I'm saying at all. I, I think it's it, it's an absolute boon to have two. Top goalkeepers that, and we have two very good goalkeepers. So, um, mm-hmm. you see, I, gonna, based on my my mindset, if I were if I were Arteta and Leno were coming back in season, he would get his job back until he played himself out of it, or if the team weren't playing well in front of him.
1: You see, uh, see it's so tough. But the one thing, the thing that would, the thing that would sway it for me, I, I have to say, because. I, if it's, it's it's early days, I know because it, it's been what eight, I don't know, eight games or something. But yeah, I think so far on that using that small bracket, he's been more, even more, and I would say even more impressive than Leno, because of the yeah. catching of the ball. Well, and, but one, but one... I, but, but it, <laughs> Leno's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I, he's so, uh, t- but what I think if I if I had a gun to my head. If I, hopefully we won't be in this situation but, but if I had a gun to my head the one thing that would sway it for me is the fact that Martinez has been with the club for 10 years and he's been really loyal and waited for his chance done everything we've asked of him been on about 5 or 6 loans and he's when he's got his chance he's taken it with leaps and bounds and I think that, that would be the one thing for me, the loyalty that would have to sway it for me it hey, hey, wouldn't
3: you, be, you know. Okay. Go, more, go on, go um, on. Just the other, one other thing I, that I, I think can't be overlooked here between the two, we're playing better defensively in front of Martinez than what we were in front of Leno as well. And the four and Arteta has changed the formation as well. He's gone from a, a solid four at the back to now three at the back, five at the back. Even yesterday, the formation is just kind of. Lewit, it's four. It's it's going from a four to a five at the back. So um, I think one thing can't be overlooked in this argument is how well the team is playing defensively in front of Emmy Martinez.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I take I take everything on board like like that. What I mean, Tony, we haven't spoke. Mm-hmm. We had you your thoughts for a while. what what what's your thoughts about this? I know it's mm-hmm. we're, it's actually quite hypothetical at the moment, and the re- let's not forget the fact that. It wouldn't be the end if we could keep them both happy. I'd be absolutely delighted yeah. if we can keep them both. 100%. Because let's not forget the fact that why Martinez is in the team now, you know, because injuries mm-hmm. do happen. So well, yeah, what's um, your what's your thoughts on my, this? My because,
2: personal opinion is I don't go with trends. So you know, for me, if if Leno's, your better keep you playing. But at the moment, you can't argue that Martinez needs to start on Saturday, for, some, for example. Um, let's take someone else, for example, Saka, right? Saka slightly playing left-back because of injuries. He forced his way into the team and he stayed there as a mainstay because of injuries. Sometimes you've got to take your chances yeah. and make it count. And that's what Martinez has done. He's done no, that. Exactly, and you can't yeah. fault him at all. So, for me, if there's a slight niggle with Leno, Going into the weekend or any of the other games, he needs to be playing number two until and let Martinez, a man who's in form, stay on the pitch. You play your form players as well.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: You know, but I don't want to buy into the fact that if. you know, Martinez should be number one. I've seen a lot of people talking about this on Twitter la- last couple of days, and totally forgetting everything that Leno's done the last two years for Arsenal. He's been absolutely amazing. I mean, I'll go back to yeah, last year yeah. when he made a double save against Tottenham. You know, you don't yeah. see keepers do that. And the one against Man City, you remember? As well. Yeah,
1: yeah, you phenomenal. remember
2: him because them great saves. You know, so that's why it's so hard. It, it's really tough, isn't it? It is I
1: mean, its I mean, I never thought we'd we'll see this situation. situation.
2: It's, it's great that we've got that situation. I've always wanted the goalkeeper to come in and challenge her number one goalkeeper. When yeah. we had Peter check at Arsenal, I always thought that that guy just didn't have to do anything because the goalkeeper behind him was useless. So he could turn yeah. up, he could, could see the goal quite easily and he's going to be in the sticks next week. Now, Leno turned up, moved him out of a um, number one spot, made Check a bit better towards the end of the season and when he came in the, the final, obviously he went a bit pear-shaped but now you've got two goalkeepers who are going to compete and that's either going to be better for us
1: in the long run I hope I hope we can can keep them both I hope this doesn't come up because who knows Leno in this situation might actually be completely understanding of the fact that Martinez has to stay in on form at the moment because uh, yeah. by all accounts they're really good mates, They're all three of them, like Matt, Matt Macy, oh, as well. So yeah, Matt Macy's twenty seven. So you know, yeah, I know, I know.
2: He's, got he's getting any really younger.
1: But apparently, did again? I think it was on the uh, Askcast earlier when I listened to it. We've got this new goalkeeping coach, which I, I didn't actually know about. It slipped me yeah. completely past me by this. Uh, this guy, he's actually got an agent. Did you have you heard the Askcast? Am I telling? Any of you?
2: No, no, I've, I've heard about it today about um, the goalkeeper coach. Someone gave him props on uh, someone's Twitter feed. I can't remember the guy's name, but obviously he's coming
1: popular. and done a job. He's yeah, he's got, he's got an agent, which is really fight? unusual for like, a lot of staff member. He's, he's, he's <laughs> he he's must terrible. be decent then. Yeah, no. He, just, um, he was used to. He was working with um, Brentford, by all accounts, as well. But apparently, he's mm-hmm. um, he's improving the goalkeepers really, really yeah. strongly. So, um,
4: yeah, gotta give the gotta give the coaches credit. It's not, um, and we can't, we can't really go off just up, just farming out players in now and say, you know, let's get rid of Lennon for Martinez. Nah, like, I... like my guy just said, there's no reason to. Um, if we're going to be in the Europa League, the thing is, when Arteta came in. He just started playing Leno alone. He never played Martinez, mm. even in the Europa League. Leno was still starting in those games. Mm. With the Europa League, um, the Carbonera Cup, the FA Cup, there's plenty of games to go around. We usually just play one play one to one goalkeeper in the Premier League and use the other one for the cups. Yeah. I mean, if he's okay, if he's okay with that, you know, you play the best player in the next one. But I'm not agreeing with the fact that we should sell Leno. Leno has been our best player for the no, past I'm, couple just, of years. You know, Leno I'll, is a. I'll, I'll, I'm not. I I, you I can't even. I'm, that. I'm not even. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not even gonna pick. I'm not even gonna pick between two of them. You should you should try and keep both of them just because of the reason that we are in now. Just imagine, yeah. Letna okay. was. Let's imagine Lena was injured. Now we had a Matt Macy as a backup coming in. You know, you you, you do need two good players in each position. That include a goalkeeper. And if he's if he don't mm-hmm. whoever is number two, if they're not okay with being that, and they want to leave the club. You get a good price for them. That's how you do business, and you buy another goalkeeper. So. I'm not going to pick between them. I'm not going to say that he's better than Leno because I, I sure don't think he's better than, than Leno. Um, command, commanding, yeah, commanding the box. Yes, he does that really well. But there's stuff that Leno does um, better than him. I think a shot stopping. To be honest, we um, don't we're know. forgetting. Yeah, shot stopping. We're forgetting about the, the, some of the saves that Leno made, like you just mentioned the one against Spurs. I don't know if you remember the chance that the the, the, the shot that De Bruyne took when we lost three yeah. 0 at home, the Incredible. one that. It was it was just it was just like the one that Martinez made yesterday. Leno yeah, made an yeah. exact same save, tipping onto the post. Yeah, so you so you can't you can't just forget about well, we, what he's done over the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, But the one thing I will say we can't really say if Martinez as is, is better than Leno uh, because we haven't seen enough of him. He's been at Arsenal for ten years, and what has he played? Twelve games for us, or something like that. I mean, I think I. Toy's first game for us and if you would have been there for that first game and that was against uh, the Seven Five and that was a seven five game the, one of my favourite games. He, he made a save with <laughs> the ball in his own net. So you know, know. you could go back to, to thingies, but we haven't seen enough of him to say, you know what, he shouldn't be number one. But we've seen in the last few games that he's he's got the ability, he's definitely there. You know, yeah. I just, we, I have just
4: make, we have seen him. We have seen him make mistakes over the years, though, because this is not his first time playing. We, we have don't, seen don't, him don't play before.
1: I, I'm going to stand. Gonna say one thing. Don't forget the Leno has as well. He, he made a horrendous yeah, error yeah, against well, Chelsea. Made he a made a lot. Lot. Both, Both of, of it's, it's, Yep. You made, made, so made a mistake. mistake. If you make oh, a mistake, it's a goal. Palace. It's a goal. Palace, I think oh, exactly. it was... Oh, no. Was it Palace? I can't remember. We passed it to some... Um,
4: the, the, the game that the game that him get injured, that goal that Martinez got beat on his. the goal that we conceded. I think it was the second goal that we conceded. He got beat on his near post. I don't think he should be that far out when he come in, but he just mm. came in. I think he could have saved that goal. He came all the way out of his box. He was like almost into the 18-yard line. It was so easy for the, 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 the player to beat him exactly. at his near post. I don't think that should happen as a goalkeeper, but... You're not gonna remember those stuff because he got the hot hands now. You gotta remember these goalkeepers make a lot of mistakes. So we have to just take what we got right now as the hot player. Let's just roll with what yeah. we got. If you have young that's, players that's playing, I that's did not wanna see soccer yeah. come up. I did not want to see soccer get taken out of the left back spot because he was playing so well there. But then you have tyranny. Like what you gonna do? Not put tyranny mm-hmm. in the team to mm-hmm. try and play soccer. You're not gonna you're not gonna really do that. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way to get both of them on the field. And at yeah. this point, Klasen, out of those three, is the worst one for me. He doesn't get back in the team. I play Martinez instead of you Klasen know, in defense.
1: Yeah, I play Martinez. Coming up to the game, yeah. Martinez, <laughs> to the, much, to the game distribution.
4: Yeah, coming up to the game on the <laughs> weekend, this back five that we play with, I would stick with the same back five, and that included the right back as well. They played well. Why not keep them? Why why switch it? You know, give mm. these players a reason to believe in the coach because they're playing well. I know we rested some players, you know, but Bellerin hasn't been having the best of season. So why take Cedric out and bring him back? You know, Colossians haven't been having the best of season. He's been injured the whole time. Anyway, and why take, why put Tierney back out on the wing and take Saka out of the team or take a, a, a Pepe out of the team? This team that played yesterday, the only change I would make to this team I would bring Obamiang in, obviously for Rios Nelson, and I would bring Sobela in for 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 um, Torreira. That's it, and yeah. and go with what we got. That's what I would do for this game coming up.
1: Me too, me too. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't play Cedric.
2: I wouldn't play Cedric. I love Beler and all day long, but I'm a big Beler fan. So I know, think
1: he's getting back me. to his best. Not, not his best, yeah. but the, he, he's so he's, he's signs of his old injury. self, are not you?
2: Yeah. And then, I got, Cedric was oh. responsible partly for their
1: first goal. For Liverpool's goal. Didn't well, t- t- what were that? But, but England Martinez, England Martinez was England.
4: Martinez was too. Martinez the one so, that gave the ball. Well,
1: if we're going to get into that, Zaka was as well
4: because Zaka <laughs> yeah. was literally. You can't just can't one player. That was a whole exactly. team. The whole team. As a left back, you should never be
2: that far up. You should never be that far up and that
4: Well, we was in position no, with the ball, so back. that's his job. Oh, Remember, oh, I was right saying when we're in position with the ball, our back are so far forward. We had position of the ball, and the goalkeeper gave it right. away. He Had the chase back, you know what I'm saying? The goalkeeper mm-hmm. gave the ball away, so I mean, we can't really blame one player for that goal. It was a combination no. to
3: everybody that 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 happened, no, no.
2: of course, of course. But if you had if you had Cedric or you had Bellerin running back for that ball, who's going to get back for that ball at the two. So Bellerin, Bellerin, Bellerin haven't been doing it all season, he hasn't been doing, he he doing it all season. Life. That's because he's been injured all season, so that that's a big problem. Yeah.
3: I, 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 also, I also you think know,
1: that's
3: it. on because of because of Suarez. I think Bellerin is a guy who needs someone behind him pushing him to, to bring the best out of him.
1: Yeah, I think it's helped definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say just a couple couple more things. One thing just quickly came back to mind. Another bloody uh, Martin Tyler moment. Two. <laughs> <laughs> he brought up. Did you did you see? He, he, <laughs> this is, is madness. The haircut. No, he 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 brought up. He said uh, Martinez used to be a bit chubby back in the in the day or something like that. He made a comment to words to that effect. Do you remember? I was shocked. I, I mean, I didn't hear that. He said, he, "No, he used to be carrying a few extra pounds or something when he, you know, back in the day." Yeah, absolutely. I, I swear to God, that happened. And also, for the second match on the trot, he said about Sabio's uh, training as a hairdresser. Said, what the fuck's that? I mean. It's, it's his own private joke. Yeah, no one. No one why I say that? I'll tell, so. tell you. You know, is he trying to get, uh, you know, Sabios known as the hairdresser or something? You know, is he is he wanting to get him that kind of nickname? Because why bring it up for the second match on the trot? It's just ridiculous. Anyway, also, well, thankfully um, we got BT Sport the weekend and they ain't on it. Well, that's even worse though. With Stephen Is I. I'm I'm just going to turn the commentary off, I think, to be perfectly honest. I just just have no sound whatsoever. But one thing I was just... last thing I'm going to say about this game, which, again, really, really um, made me quite happy. It was an injury time, and um, Ceballos literally just cleaned someone out. I can't remember what player it was. Do you remember? He he went mm -hmm. chasing after this ball and launched himself into the air and knocked this guy flying and literally just walked off Cantona style, which he had not even looking back at him. And you, I can't praise that guy enough because oh, I've been championing him all year. I love the guy, and I think he—he he, what you said earlier, I can't remember if it was. It said Holding gets Arsenal. He's like he's cool. Arsenal, and I—I th- I feel that way about Sabyas, and I think he's getting better and better as each game progresses. And you would not believe that he's the alone player that potentially could be leaving in three or four matches. His commitment is fantastic, and it says so much about his character. And that tackle summed mm-hmm. it up to me because, in injury time as well, after a tough game, he still he just were clattered into them, and it, I just loved it because it, it's almost like uh, we're saying now, we're back, we're Arsenal, and we ain't going to get pushed mm-hmm. around no more. We ain't we ain't soft.
3: I think it was, I think it it was Alexander Arnold. I think he went. He went. And he went could straight have been to his back. There was it no. Was, he wasn't even able it. To play the ball. He just went in. I know. I
1: absolutely loved it.
3: And I I, I vividly remember myself like, he's not even going for the ball.
1: No, I know. And I I just thought that that is what I want to see. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. something else that we haven't seen for years, that sort of... And I'm sick to death of being known as like the Southern Softies type of team. Because we've we've lost all that since Vieira left and all that. We've been just pushed around, you know, and, and I hate it. And I love seeing this pop this sort of bite back in our game. And I just thought it's that again, one something little, like, a, like I mentioned about Saka earlier buying that foul. And I just love seeing that as well because I, I just think it almost like I said, I said into the thing first thing that came into my head was, you know, we're back now, we're back to being the Arsenal. And it's early days, I know, but it just signified something to me that game, the way that we were. A goal behind, don't forget, against Liverpool. And we fought back and and, and won the game. Lucky or not, I don't I don't care. You know, we won the match 2-1. And that's a big stride forward for me in attitude and sort of desire to win. And I thought the whole team, to the man, you know, was uh, brilliant yesterday. I, I thought it one of my favourite mm-hmm. wins for an awful long time. Coupled with the away win against Wolves. Because, again... And a way you win like that against a team like that is something we haven't seen for Donkeys' years either. And I thought we controlled that game from start to finish. So slowly but surely, there's these little signs coming along that, even with the, the same players, we haven't even got to the transfer window yet. But the same players, you can see the changes coming, and it, I find it really, really heartening to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I mean, we've, we've actually
5: what well, we've actually won eight of our last twelve matches. I know. Right? Eight yeah. of our last 12 yeah. games in all, in all competitions, that's including the FA Cup. That's just before the break as well. So we're we've, we've building a bit of momentum as well, aren't we? The that's performances why have improved. It, and, uh-huh. and,
1: it makes and you laugh. And it's, about That's what makes a difference, isn't it, sometimes? You get a couple of wins and it's massive. Yeah, and it, that's what makes you laugh about the overreaction about the Spurs game. And exactly the same thing happened after we lost against City and then Brighton. Brighton, really mm-hmm. disappointing match, clearly. But again, you know, it was like the end of the world again. And I, I remember tweeting, it was, um, you know, about people overreacting and thinking it was the end of the world. and. Well, anyway, we've gone past that situation. And, yeah, we, things are on the up, in my opinion. But you you sort of touched on it just a short while ago, Moby, about the weekend and what sort of um, team you'd choose. Um, do you think we're basically going to be into for the same... Treatment really, uh, completely different teams, Liverpool and City, obviously. And don't forget, City smashed Liverpool 4 0 not long ago. Um, I feel the same way, I'm not that uh, anxious or scared about it at all. Uh, I once again, I think we until the that mad mad sort of five minutes against City a, a few weeks ago, oh. we, were, we were playing quite well against them. Uh, uh, Completely went to pot. Obviously, his whole plans went to pot. We lost uh, two players to injury. Um, and we got sending off and a penalty within that mad moment. Um, up until then, I thought we were matching them at that point. So if we, if anyone like, can beat Pep, it's going to be our Arteta. The way, especially the way that we're playing, we've got yeah. that momentum, and obviously the way that he knows Man City inside out. So, um, sigh. What are you expecting? I Barrage. think some yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think uh, a Manchester City pa- um, possession game definitely. Um, I don't think I think I don't think Arteta set up to play in the way he did necessarily against Liverpool. I don't think he would have expected us to have quite as less possession as we did, particularly in the second half. But I think it's probably a good dress rehearsal for what's going to happen at the weekend. Um, I think we'll make a couple of changes, but largely the team will stay the same. So, Bios will come back in. I think Bellerin will come back as right-back. And obviously, Abamyang in as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, we're not going to have to see a lot of the ball. So, I think it's all going to be about that press up front. Can we get a mistake from someone, do what we've done against Liverpool? I think it's going to be a very similar kind of game. And, uh, you know, if we go back to the game at the Emirates against City before, um, before the lockdown and the break, our problem there really was that it wasn't just that we, we didn't have very much of the ball. We weren't very good at pressing then either. Arteta hadn't quite got that level of press into his game. And um, we stood off people too much. We gave them too much space, particularly in midfield. We didn't break it up enough and therefore they just dominated us. They got into strong positions and they, they took their chances brilliantly in that game. So I think that's what Arteta's message will be. You really, you have to press, you have to close down, you have mm-hmm. to be at their ankles the whole time and, um, and the, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it going any other way. But it's a cup game. You never know.
1: Yeah, I, I, you never definitely. know. It's a
0: one-off game at Wembley. You never know.
1: I think uh, my prediction is one all, and we'll win on on penalties. And I think Rob Holding will score our goal from a corner or something like that, a free kick. That's what my prediction was last night. I'm going to stick to that. I'm, I'm quietly confident. Uh, I, I'm probably it's going to bite me in the ass. I know it is, but yeah, there you go. I'm, a, I'm quite. <laughs> that guy. Um, but yeah, what well, Richard? Do you do you agree? I, I think side was pretty spot on there. I, I, it's going to be a different pace game for me. I think Liverpool are a bit much more higher pace, sort of different style of play. Completely, I think it's going to be a bit slower. So, what are your thoughts?
5: I mean, I actually believe um, that City are a better team than Liverpool i think man city have just made too many mistakes this season at crucial games and it's cost them i think overall they're a better team look at the goals they've scored they've got nearly 100 goals in the premier league this season i mean that's 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 ridiculous i mean going forward that that they they move the ball a lot quicker than liverpool do they're less predictable um i just think that defensively they make less mistake a lot less liverpool make a lot less mistakes than man city do. They, they've always got a mistake and especially if Otamendi plays um, and uh, and even John Stones. They're both quite, you know, we moan at our defenders for making mistakes. Those two are the same. You know, they've got mistakes in them. And if we if we do an early press on them, if, if either of them play, um, we'll have a chance. We certainly have a chance to score against them because I think defensively, they're not that solid, are they? But are we going to be able to keep out their attack? Because literally every time we've played them for, since Pep's been there, you know, they score three goals, three goals, three goals every time we play them. And are we going to be able to reduce that? You know, we... we that that's going to be the key for me just their movement going forward is just incredible um and the way de bruyne picks out the passes and stuff like that so um if we can defend like we did last night we're going to have to anyway at least as good as that aren't we and if we if we do that we'll have a chance because i think we'll 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 have more chances to score against city it'd be a lot more open from our attack point of view, they're not going to um, push us back and push us back to that level that Liverpool did because that's not the way Man City play. They don't they don't sort of press the same way, do they? they, they they're more of an expansive team. So I think there'll be more space in behind. If, and if we can utilise that with, with the pace that we've got going forward, I think we can cause them problems and we can definitely score a goal or two. It's just can we prevent them from scoring two or three? That That's going to be the key and that's what it's going to come down to. We need to defend like last night. Last yeah. night's actually made me a lot more confident that we can get a result now. I kind of felt we could anyway, but now it's like it, if we can produce that again, we're going to have a hell of a chance, aren't we? Yeah, so, I think it's...
1: The, I think we'll the, score. I think we'll definitely commitment. score at least one. The commitment from yesterday and the work rate from yesterday... A lot of the them cr- players, I think, critical. were playing for a semi-final place as well. You know, Some of
5: the ones that hadn't been playing, they've mm. come in and I think they were playing... For the, they were saying to set, look, we, we should be picked now for, for Saturday. That's what they were showing. And let's hope if they do get picked, they can justify that decision by producing a performance again. And if we do that, it's I mean, okay, I yeah, think okay. I think we can win. I mean, I'm not 100% confident because it's Man City and they've generally had the number on us. But Arteta will know how to play them. He knows yeah, what they're, yeah. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses. And hopefully he can come up with a plan. He wasn't able to do it, was he, in the league game because of all the injuries that we had in the first 20 minutes. It went straight out the window. And we, we don't really know what his plan was. But I think this time, um, hopefully, if, if all goes well, he can put his plan into place. We can actually see exactly his ideas to, to counteract what Man City are going to have because yeah. he'll, he'll know and hopefully he can produce a, a masterclass and we can we can you know get, get the win but yeah. it's gonna yeah. it's gonna to be tough isn't it we know how, we know it's not gonna be easy well
1: they've, they've, they don't forget Tony I'll go to you they've lost more games yeah. than us this season they've lost more games than yeah. we have so they're beatable mm-hmm. and they've been caught a lot on yeah, the counter well, attack 10. And we've got we've got a lot of pace, haven't we? So well, how would, how would you sort of see the game going?
2: Um, it depends. It depends what kind of Pepe we get turned up. You know, for me, if he's if he's on it, you know, that's going to be good for our pace. We need that that pace to to counter attack because it's going to be a lot of a counter attack throughout the game and breaking up um, their attacks. And Shaka's is going to be very pivotal as well because he's the one that does breaking up. He's the one that does all the nitty gritty, the bits that people really notice, but he does that job and he makes us tick. When he breaks up their attacks, um, say, for instance, Kevin De Bruyne, if he's coming at us and we broke closing down quick enough, he can make an attack very quick with our fast-forward players. And that's what I think we need is a bit of pace on the sat- Saturday, um, a bit of luck, 100%. And I think it's possible, it's doable. And the main reason why I think it's doable, if we are the lost yesterday, I don't think we'd have any chance in hell. The fact that we won yesterday was a massive three points and it, it sets us, you need to win that game to give you some confidence. If we would have went in there with two games, losing to your nearest rivals and also Liverpool, it would have been a much different game. So, you know, um, we just got to get at them. Um, the thing is with Man City, they've got a lot of strikers, a lot of good players who can score goals from distances, from different areas, um, but their defence are also a bit suspect. So that's where it's going to be won or loss. It's in the midfield for me. Is in the midfield is that's where it's going to be won or loss. So if, if Sabayas so and Shaka's uh, up for it, we're going to have a good day. If, if Pepe switches on, mm. we're going to have a good day. That's the way I look at it. Do you know? What, I'm not a... too worried about the defence if they played the, the defence we had yesterday. Yeah. I've got a Sneaky. And also, also, just one, one more thing, just quickly. That's all right. I on. think Lewis might get redemp- Might get his redemption on Saturday. Let's yeah. let's hope it's
1: build up for it.
4: Oh, Crystal Palace just equalised, guy, Just to give you, give you a heads back.
1: up. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. God, oh God. Yeah. Who scored? Yeah. Zaha.
4: Zaha, of course.
1: Zaha. How did I guess?
4: <laughs> my bad, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead with your point, my man. I just, I just, I hate Man you man. I, I hate when they win. That's just, uh, oh, exactly. My, my
1: I've dad, my, 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 <laughs> I've got
4: my whole family's Manchester United fan. I, oh really? I hate oh them, my god! It is Jeez what it Christ. is.
1: You can divorce your family gone, in America, can't you? Can't yeah. you divorce your family in America?
4: <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually from Jamaica, but I, I live in the states, yeah. and they're not close to me. But every time we lose, um. I have to deal with but I've been listening to them for the past weeks about how much game they're winning. So, go ahead. Go ahead make a point. One
1: thing I was going to say, bring up, and I'll go to you on this, uh, Mo Well, I've got a sneaking suspicion for a player that's getting loaded stick at the moment. It's a player that I like because he's very, very raw. I I fully appreciate that. But, um, Joe Willock, I think yesterday he had that quite bad miss, didn't he? It, It was... But it was quite a difficult ch- task... Mm-hmm. Uh, chance. But he didn't just come on. And he he was he was tasked with just go and make yourself a nuisance. Run around and cause problems for them in their defence. And I think he did, he, he, that's what he was doing. But one thing that he's got... Yeah. And I keep saying this. He gets into the right place at the right time in the box. He's got a knack. And that's very hard to have. And um, I think he could be a secret weapon in the last half hour. Um in the cup final or cup semi-final rather um he's just the sort of player that mm-hmm. could probably cause that defense issues because that i think they can be confused that defense and they can be caught out i think that could be a secret weapon but i mean just give a your mm-hmm. thoughts on not specifically about willock maybe but uh, about the how you see the game going and how you think we could potentially uh, cause them problems and win
4: yeah, um, like I said uh, earlier, the, the back five, and I think we all well. some got different opinions about the right back or the right wing back or whatever, Bellerin and Cedric. But um, personally, I would like to say stay the same just because we defended well yesterday and I don't want to see anything change. A little bit of continuity um, going into the game, you know, reward these players for playing well. I don't think, like I said, no one position is um, – seal in this game. We've been poor defensively all season, whoever we play. So if you have a player that, just like the goalkeeper, you got a goalkeeper that got a hot hand, you play who got the hot hand. You got defenders that are defending well, you know, let them play. That's for me. Um, Midfield, like I said, Granit chaka they've been our two best midfielders since, you know, the lockdown started. Sabellos have went a, did a 360 on me because I was after the fact that, you know, we should send him back to Madrid as quick as we can because he just didn't make forward passes enough. And if you look at the game that we play at the Etihad where we lost 3-0, the the, the, the setup that Arteta had was, you know, exactly to the one that we have now. But he was playing Aubameyang so high up the field on the left-hand side because he knew Kyle Walker would go so far upfield. But we didn't have not one midfield player was trying to play a, a forward pass to him into the space where he was. he was free most of the game on that left-hand side of the field. But we had no one to pick kind of pass to him. No one would make a forward pass. These players are, they were so timid in that midfield. Granit Xhaka, um, Sabelos, and then we didn't have Luis on the field until um, Marie went off and then he came on and then he got sent off too. So we didn't have that player to make that one pass forward. And I think it's the same, the setup that we had against City in that game was the exact same one that we had yesterday. You know, we just had Aubameyang and Pepe, and just like my guy said, Pepe is going to have a very important role. You have to close these defenders down because they're not very good for Manchester City. We already know that. They're not very good. So Aubameyang and Pepe is going to have a real job on their hand. Lacazette going to have to work just as hard as he did yesterday, which I think he will start because you see how early he came off in the game yesterday. I think Arteta was just trying to save him for the weekend, but he, he does yeah. got the scoring touch right now, so I will definitely start him. But we just need these midfield players to make that forward pass when you're playing against Manchester City, they play just like us. The, the two fullbacks play high up the field, especially Walker, because he's so quick. He gets so far up the field. That leaves a lot of space for Aubameyang to run into that open space behind him. And we need our midfielders to be on it. David Luiz need to be able to spread a pass. You know, we know what we are defensively. We can just hope for the best. When it comes to our back five however, we got back there, no matter how you mismatch match. It's just we just we're just poor defensively, so we just can hope for the best. Put some players out there, hope for the best. Whether it's Bellerin, whether it's Cedric, whether it's Niles, whoever is out there, they just have to fight for the cost. We want to see the fight just like we saw yesterday. We haven't seen it all season from any of these mm-hmm. players. Tyranny has come in and he has been consistent, but other than that, all these players are being poor for different reason, Every one last one of these defenders have been poor, so we can just hope for the best. Um, put these players out there, but we have to go forward, we have to have a little bit something going forward. We can't just sit back in our own 18 and defend for, for 90 minutes. We're going to have to play counter-attack football. We're going to have to try and force mistake like we did yesterday with Liverpool, and I think Manchester City defense is more capable of making a mistake than Liverpool was. If we can yeah. put that same pressure on a player like Otamendi, mm-hmm. you know, John Stones, I'm sure they're going to play that young kid what is his name, Garcia, because he's been playing well and he's been starting he every game for us, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it looks quite good. So we have to just put the put the pressure on him, man and see what we can, see what we can do. But I'm not holding any hope. I'm just going to go in the game just like I did yesterday. Pray for the best. But if we lose, I'm prepared for the worst.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the, their their <laughs> style of play, obviously, like you said, Moby, it's, it's uh, very similar to ours at the moment, and uh, it's going to suit us better playing against them. I think uh, we're going to get more of the ball than we did against Liverpool. I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's whether we can keep that intensity and take our chances. Palace um, goal got disallowed, by the way. Oh, really?
5: Oh,
4: man. Oh,
5: Did it? It's 1-0 to Man United still, yeah. <laughs> it, it was disallowed for apparently like yeah. a, a, a millimetre offside. It was yeah. IU who scored, but it's been disallowed. So, there you go. Another another <laughs> VAR bit- in Man United's favour. There's a shock.
0: Yeah, Didn't look offside at it. all. Didn't look
3: it. His spit was, was offside.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. Tanner, he's best man, you isn't it? So, there you go, they get
3: everything done. They? Yeah, they, they go ahead.
1: Our uh... Oh. Uh, good friend Rowan has put a uh, question in the comments saying, Is Lacquer our informed striker? Uh, should we keep him or should we sell him? Because obviously, we've get getting into that situation now with him as well, where he's going to have well, he's got just under two years left on his contract. Um... Oh one thing, just quickly before you go into that, Mavropanos Panos got this new contract. People going, Oh, why did Mavro Panos get a new contract? They're the same people that say, Why do we let our players, our young, promising players, contracts run down and have to let them go for nothing? Why do we mm-hmm. have to do that? Remember. They're gonna get let them go for free. Why don't we sign them up to new contracts? That's you answer your own question. You know, <laughs> I think it's a great move. Great move. He's he's put himself he's obviously done well, he's going to Stuttgart for the next season, got a yeah. new contract. We're protected. We should get a much bigger hire fee because he's putting himself in a shop window and he's doing well over there. Yeah. So, yeah. great, great bit of business and that's what i have been moaning at the club for not doing for ages. And yet you go on Twitter today, oh, mm-hmm. why have you given for a new contract? We should have told him.
3: Oh. <laughs> anyway. It, it, <laughs> the, the, more, the more people that I, the, the more folks I see on Twitter talk about stuff like this, the more I realise that the majority of I'm just going to say, sports fans. I'm not even going to say Arsenal fans or football fans. The Majority of, of sports fans, I, I don't think, understand the business of sports. This, yeah. thing, this is a good move. There's no downside to this. Exactly,
1: move. no downside at all.
3: No, yeah. he he goes back on loan. He gets he gets first team football with a newly promoted team.
1: They're paying his new wage.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the wage isn't even on our. He isn't even on our books at the moment. So yeah. it, it, it's a no-brainer to make this move.
1: Exactly, right, exactly. Anyway, anyway I, I digress just slightly as I always do. The question was, oh, he's coming in. See, the one, this is the one slight th- I, I, the thing about it, Lacazette. And because um, i really very happy to praise him because as a person, as a player, I really like him. I don't think he scores enough goals as a striker. However, you know, he works really hard for the team. I've had my doubts about him this season, but he seems to be coming very much back to his sharpness. Now is is that? And I'm being very uh, cynical here. Because what my, Mesut Ozil got into his very best form just before he signed that massive contract, and uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but it could do, couldn't it? He, he's right on the cusp now. He's 29, I think, still, and he's just gone into his you know last two years. What do we do now? If we get this is hypothetical again completely, but would you rather keep him or sell him, or does it completely depend? On it, the, there are
3: multiple factors that it, that it will depend on. Um, obviously, Obama Yang is, and and Rowan didn't say that keep one or the other. He just this is just you know, but there are a lot of factors involved here, and I will say that I I think short of maybe. Four, maybe five players and, and five might be a stretch. I, I don't think that anybody barring four or five players are untouchable in this squad for the right price. That includes Aubameyang and that includes Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, so if somebody comes in and offers us 20 million for Lacazette, I'd probably say no. If that were their drop that offer. But if somebody came in and, and offered thirty five to forty, I'd be tempted to look at it. If there were a swap deal to be had with a player mm-hmm. called Cash- mm-hmm. deal. Um, that that might involve lock that obviously it depends on who comes back the other direction, but I wouldn't necessarily actively look to sell him, but I would not close the door on offers either. And yeah, and, and, and and to answer own first question is he our informed striker? You gotta say he is. He's he's scored three and three games mm-hmm. now. So
1: yeah, he's sharp. He's looking sharp. Um, I would play it by ear, if I'm honest. The only thing in my mind is. What I just said about Mavropanos depends on what his demands would be wage-wise. Whether it would be worth just extending him for a, a year anyway, or maybe two years. I think that would take him up to what 32, 33, just to protect ourselves again financially. But it's tough in the in this market, depending on what his, his wage demands would be. He's put another thing um, comment on there own has, and I was thinking this as well. Uh, Go back to you, Moby, about saying um, because Xhaka and Sabayas are doing so well at the moment, um, Torreira might might be an option because you could just give him a man-marking job on Kevin De Bruyne. I think that might suit him, uh, maybe. It might be in a, an idea. Simon, what do you think uh, about that, what Rowan suggested? Potentially Torreira could do a job man-marking KDB?
0: Potentially, yeah. Um, I have to say, I was quite pleased to see Torreira back in the team against Liverpool because I don't think we have another player that's like him. He guy a bit of
1: stick, actually, didn't he? I couldn't see that. I thought he yeah,
0: did quite I... well. And th- you have to remember, he's just coming back from that bad injury as well. Mm. And uh, had the season carried on, mm. we wouldn't have seen him again, would we? He wouldn't have played if the season had carried on to its regular schedule. No. Um, so I was pleased to see him back. I, I feel like we have a bit of like, un- unfinished business with Torreira because... I think we've seen glimpses of a very, very good player there. Um, but, you know, under Emery, you never really got the, the run in the team to put a, a good run together and stake a, a claim. I think now, you know, he's he's a defensive midfielder in the formation we're playing now. He doesn't always fit in, I don't think, in, in what Ateta does. Um, but I think there's a good player there. And I like the fact he's tenacious. He's a little bit like a bulldog. He wants to get the ball. He wants to have a tackle. He's involved in everything. So, yeah, p- yeah potentially... I think he could do a good job against think, Kevin de Bruyne, but I, 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 I think you, you could have some bit. of you can have some of the world class yeah. player in that position up against Kevin de Bruyne and still be made to look a fool. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a big I, ask for him.
1: I really like Torreira as well. I, I I do have a few reservations about him. I think he'd do well. Yeah. <sighs> he's just I know he can't do anything about it, but it's just his stature that. Let's him down really, it's, um, and yeah. whether it's, it's it's having a position for him in the team that I I see that um, Arteta sort of forming really, and uh, I mean I think if you move to a different league like Lilliput, Lilliput League, you would do really well. Um... I think <laughs> the, I think the, I think the other problem sometimes <laughs> is the, it, Sorry, it's the person.
0: <laughs> I think sometimes it's the personnel in um, in our midfield as well. You know, we do need to improve in midfield probably more than any other area. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, he's a good doesn't...
1: commodity to sell, isn't he, potentially? He is.
0: You know, we have to, you know, going back to the Lacquer question, I, I really love him. I think he's a, a great player. He, I can't fault him for his effort. He works hard. Yesterday, I you know I said earlier, he, he did really well yesterday all round. Mm. But sometimes I think as, as fans, we get quite attached to our players and sometimes we have to look at it objectively and say we have to move forward. How exactly. do we move forward? We hopefully the club are going to invest. They're probably not going to invest as much as Arteta would want to spend if he was going to rip the squad up and do what he wanted with it. So if we can get good money for a player like Lacazette, who you know it hasn't, you know, he's been at the club three or four four seasons now. He, he's not ripping it up. We're attached to him. We like him. He's a good player. But, but not who's to say that we couldn't raise some money to bring somebody else in fresh impetus, put somebody else into the team, bolster the midfield with a different option. You know, it, that could be the catalyst. We need to just, you know, move up the table a little bit and, and change games. So
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: And can I make a point real quick, Andrew? Yeah, of course. Can right you, now,
1: also give me your opinion on AMN as well, because we, that came out this week in the news.
3: Okay. Um, first of all I, I I am a massive Lucas Torreira fan absolutely massive I I love the guy I agree 110 percent with everything that Simon just said um, we need to as supporters support the badge first and then the player and I and and I think a lot of fans fall into that i they become enamored with a certain player um, but with terrera one thing I keep hearing is Arsenal don't have that one true Defensive midfielder who just sort of shields the back four Mm. and wins the ball. That's Lucas Torreira. That's what he does. That's what he was brought in to do. And then all of a sudden, Unai Emery, at the beginning of this season, (laughs) like stuck his head up his own ass and said, "Nope, I'm going to play him. I'm going to try to play (laughs) him further upfield." Is 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 almost reading Hazard? Yeah, and just no, just (laughs) give him his job. And and if you give him that job. And just let him be that shield in front of the back four and win the ball. That's his job. That's what he's best at. And problem solved. There's your defensive midfielder. His best game, and I dare say one of Jock's best games, was against Liverpool last year at home when they worked as a yeah. midfielder pairing right in front of the back four. They played excellently off each other. Now, it had been tried before that and after that, so I don't know what clicked in that match. But that's, that's, his, that's his job. And I think ultimately, mm-hmm. Arteta is going to want to play a 4-3-3 and, and I think each each midfielder each of those three midfielders are going to have their own role. You're going to have a very defensive minded midfielder a box to box who can join an attack can transition the ball uh, forward into attack but can also track back and help out defensively and then a very attack minded midfielder um, I think I Torreira think fits that defensive midfielder profile absolutely to a T and I wish he would just get a a longer run in the side at that position to show what he can do Uh, as far as Maitland Niles goes I'm a big fan of his I love his athleticism and his versatility more Mm -hmm. than anything else but this is another player where if you're going to get a good offer for him I would have to say shake his hand and wish him you know wish him the best of luck somewhere else because I don't see where he's going to get consistent first-team football under Mikel Arteta. Uh, it's a shame. He, he just
1: it changed. His, just just changed his attitude. Yeah. I mean, when he came on against Wolves, that was the best I've ever seen him. I think Tony. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what would be a? It would be a shame. I really. I've, I've had doubts about him for quite a while, mostly because mm-hmm. of his mental. Uh, strength, uh, you know, he, he just made—he just looks arse soaked. And when he came on with that necklace on, and when he was—he went out to mm-hmm. warm up with his trainers, and it just like thinking, oh, just sort yourself out, mate. God, you're at Arsenal for God's sake. You know what an opportunity you have got, and you're throwing mm-hmm. it away. Now he's come back into the team. He seemed like he sorted himself out. He's looked like a different player. And now it comes mm-hmm. out that he's—he's he's definitely wants to leave. So that's—I think that's a little bit of a shame. What would be uh, an offer that would tempt you to do that? I mean, I, I can't put a price on him because if you're another yeah. club and you're looking at him, what what role would you look at him for? Because he, he hasn't really nailed one down, so that, I think that's going to affect his value, which is a bit of a shame. I mean, tough really because considering we've got 35 million for oh. uh, um, a pre COVID days, I would want. I'll be looking for twenty five to to thirty million for him because of his age, because of his size, his stature, his skill. He's got hundred appearances for us nearly, so I, I would be looking for mm-hmm. a, maybe a bit less than a Wobey, But ooh, didn't he I don't win think the World Cup the England? England didn't he win the World Cup as well with the England under seventeen yeah, or yeah. 18s or something? Didn't he? So he's he got did,
5: experience yeah. there well, as well. So I think that adds to his value. Um, so, just on... I mean. He's yeah. so potentially, he's got potential, hasn't he? That's the thing. He hasn't maybe fulfilled it 100% yeah. with us. I think he's too laid back, isn't he, on the pitch sometimes? He the, he, exactly. That was my
1: problem with him. But against yeah. Wolves, he was anything but laid back. He was incredible yeah. when he came on on the left wing, on the left of the wing back. He was a different guy. So, I mean, yeah, if, yeah, when it was, if it comes yeah. to like a 15 million like offer, I would think that's nowhere near what he's worth. But No. Yeah. no. I wouldn't no, definitely sell him not. for that. No way. No. You've got to think, if you're
2: selling a player, what are you getting back for that player? Because you might sell a player for £20 million and then you've got to replace him with another £30 or £40 million. So it's a case of like, you know, you were talking about Lacazette earlier on and would you sell him? At this moment in time, I probably wouldn't unless I knew what the plan was going forward. If they're looking to play Martinelli more in the centre, for for example, if Ninkete came good and started banging in goals left and right and centre, then I would be a bit more comfortable saying, yeah, do you know what? Let's sell there. But you've got to look at the, the thingy. You need, as, as Moby said a bit earlier on, you need two good players in every position. And regardless of what Maitland-Niles thinks, he's a damn good right-back. And, you know, yeah, I know. if you have him at right-back, uh, nine times out of ten, he's going to give you everything you 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 want from a defender. I actually know his dad, personally. I used to referee his dad as a player. As oh, and you, they're two totally different people. Yeah, especially when you know the mum, you know the dad is like so cool, so relaxed, so such a nice, mild mannered person. So um, he he's a awesome man, show man. Like... So I know. I know. <laughs> well, if I see him again, maybe yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I know he's very proud. Oh,
1: she's proud.
2: You're proud. On your on our she's end, very you proud this. Just... We like money. So, like I said, selling it for 15 million, you're going to buy a replacement for 30
1: million. You know, that's, that's the thing. That, Do you know is what? Is that good business? No, if you got if you got that um, AMN from Wolves, uh, mm-hmm. and he, he, you could obviously, you're not going to play exactly the same every single game, but if you've got that attitude every match, I think he's our mm-hmm. best right back. I think he's better than Bellerin on that form. Mm-hmm. Um, but. <laughs> It's whether you're going to get that with him. Uh, it's, it's it's very very frustrating for me. And James Johnson, thanks for joining us, James. He said um, about Lacazette, he must stay. He's the best big game player we have. We talked about this last night. Cause he's from the pure. I was just podcast. about.
4: I was just about. I was just about to mention that the goal that is, he scores, the goal that he scores in big goals, we have no player that does that much goal no. as a Much goal as a scores since Lacazette has been here. The you big games, he that, shows, he shows up in the big games. Even when we were losing, he shows up in big games, and we have you know, to, we can't take that away from him. So no. no. we used to have um, a
2: player like that. We used to have a player he, like that. His name was Nicholas Bentner. He yeah. turned up in the big games. He just didn't turn up against Barnsley and other teams like that. So you know, do we play him yeah, against the big not, teams? Gonna, that's, that, that's, I, that's the I, thing we got to look at. You know, I like that. Yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, um, but, but I'm not gonna. But for fifty, I'm not gonna put Lacazette against Bentner. I don't know, Uh, because I don't think Benton was that bad. You look at his stats, you you look at the stats of Lacazette and you see who scored more goals for Arsenal.
1: You'd be surprised. He's got a a book coming out. I'm looking forward to that book. I think that's coming out in October around the same time as Vengas, isn't it? Yeah, that
4: would be ago, Two seasons ago, nobody up here would even consider selling Lacazette. No, no, Laka. Laka. And then, yeah. 19 goals, 80. It, he's had a bad season. And just like just like I go back to the, the beginning of the show when I mentioned Bellerin and said that Bellerin should be out of the team because he hadn't been playing well. Um you guys said that he was injured. And that's yeah, why he's playing like he is. I well, think, Lacazette was Lacazette was injured for a long time in the season, too. I don't think you guys forgot that. Lacazette saw, was off for like, I don't know, I two, three months. Injured, he did not yeah. play.
1: I saw yeah. him he didn't did. play
4: for a long time this season. He was out. So, this is a player that's coming off an of injury, just like Bellerin. So, if we're going to give yeah. Bellerin the kind of hush treatment because he's injured, that's why he's playing like that, then I think it's okay for us to give Lacazette that leeway, too. Well, you know, I, I really do thing think
2: about it is. That is. How old is um, Lacazette
4: now? Lacazette's, 29. He's you know, 20, 20, 28. He's about to turn 29. Right, so, yeah.
2: so you got to look. The last contract he's going to have is probably... The next contract is probably going to be his last contract. Really, truly.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, with someone like... Um, you're using Bellerin as an example. Bellerin's still young. He's got a lot of time on his hand. You sell someone like Bellerin, it's going to be a lot harder to replace him. Because you're going to have to replace Lacazette in three years, or two years if he stays at Arsenal. So you might as well take the money in that if you can get a good deal for him and buy a decent, stri- decent replacement striker. Uh, yeah, I know th- this
4: club This this club is not going to replace our, our striker. I don't think our – I, I wouldn't bring in a forward. I wouldn't bring in um, wingers. We don't, we don't need – the position that we're in now is this club. We not, we have no problem going forward. The problem is our defense in midfield. Agree, we're not going to bring yeah. more than three or four – we're not going to bring more than three or four players in. I don't want to spend one of those three or four players on a forward. You know, even if we get well, rid of Lacazette, how- I, even if we get rid of Lacazette, I don't even want to bring a forward in because – then the club is going to tell us oh, we don't have no money to buy another defender. You know, well, we have bigger problems. Have, that's
2: the thing. We, yeah. we need to sell players to buy players. And that's where you have to... you, have uh, to, you Not know,
4: necessarily. Not necessarily. We need, not necessarily. Are, we, right? need our, we need our owner to come out of his pocket and, and help the club. We don't really but need to sell not players. That's is it?
2: That's, that's uh, not going to happen. It hasn't happened for a few years now. So, well, I don't
1: know, you know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I've got a feeling he actually will this year. I'm putting my neck on, on a block I know but I think he's actually going <laughs> You're to pay optimistic. no 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 no. Listen, I think he's going to pay, give us enough money for one player like like a, a party and then the rest will have to generate from sales but exactly. this is what I said on the Purely Arsenal podcast because we really need to move on because we, we need to sort of start yeah. wrapping up but yeah. I think if um, uh, I've lost track of what I was going to say now bugger Bugger! I think I'm getting old, aren't I? What was I going to say? Oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. I'll move on. I'm going to move on. Um, yeah. Let's 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 go on to the predictions because I want to get uh, predictions now for the uh, cup semi final and what where you think we're going to finish this season? Because we've got obviously another thing that's happened this week is of the all the Man City stuff has been cleared up finally. Uh, no surprises; they've got let off, um, and so now we know at least we've got to finish seventh uh, to get into Europe. I personally think we we I want us to get into Europe. I know it's a very controversial thing, but mainly thing for me, I want the group games for our young players to get experience, and I want I want Arteta to manage in it because that's experience for him as well, managing in Europe. Yeah. Um. And the Qdos to attract players. I know it's only the Europa League, but it's still... Uh, if we get, if, if It shows a massive decline. If we were a Champions League club for years, then we've moved down to the Europa League. If we move down again, uh, it's just not good. And uh, God forbid we have to end up starting playing in that bloody Europa Conference. I mean, that would just be the ultimate humiliation. So <laughs> I, I, I do want us to get into the Europa League Uh, And let's not forget, last year we got 40 million, roughly 40 million for getting to the final. So I think it is worth it all round, just for the experience, if anything else. Um, So, Richard, what's your A, prediction for this semi-final? And then B, how do you think we are going to finish the league? Because um, we've got Villa and Watford to come as well. Yeah, I mean, two difficult teams in the sense that they both need
5: need points to stay up, don't they? Um, We'll see what happens. I mean, Watford have still got to play their sort of uh, game in hand, haven't they? If they win that, then they'll almost be safe. So that might be a dead rubber in our favour, maybe. I mean, I actually think we will finish seventh. We're only two points off seventh now. There's there's two games left. I think Mm -hmm. we will probably win both our last two games, if I'm honest. Um, And I think that'll be enough to finish seventh. We could even finish sixth, actually, because we're only three points behind Wolves. Um, mm-hmm. who are in six. So I, I, I don't think that's impossible, but it would rely on obviously Wolves losing um, their last two games or at least losing one of them. So, but I, th- I think seventh, I think we will finish seventh and I think we will qualify for, for the Europa League that way anyway. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the semi-final, it's going to be tough, isn't it? I mean, my me heart says we're going to win because I want us to win desperately, um, but I know it's going to be difficult. Um I'm going to be optimistic, actually. I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say that we'll win 2-1 uh, like we did in 2017. I, I just I just feel as though we've got a bit of momentum going at the minute. Man City have been a bit hit and miss. They didn't play particularly well against Bournemouth. I know they rested a few players, but um, I think we've got a little bit of momentum going. I think defensively we'll have a bit more confidence and I'm going to say we're going to win 2-1. So let's let's be positive.
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed.
5: And will we win the final? Um To me, I think Man United will get there because I think they're the form team, aren't they? Um, And we've had a few finals against Man United in the past, haven't we? Which we've done quite well in. So, um, who would you prefer? Let's see. I prefer Chelsea. I prefer Chelsea because I think we can beat Chelsea more easily than it will be to beat Man United. At the minute, everything's going Man United's way. VAR decisions, they're winning every game, it seems. to be with you, I think it's a cup final. I think we could on our day we can beat anybody. We showed that last night. We beat Liverpool. We can beat anybody on our day if we turn up and play and you know play to the best that we can. I think we we can win. But let's let's get through the semi final first before we worry about the final. See, who we might have to play if we get there. But I'm going to say we'll win on Sunday two one, and then let's see if we get in the final, and then we can predict that you know nearer the time.
1: <laughs> Sorry, uh, exactly. I I've got a feeling our names on the cup. I really have. What what what's your predictions? <laughs>
0: I hope so Andrew. Um I I actually think the same as you. I think um we're going to win on penalties um against City. I think two all though in the game. Mm. Uh and as for the league, I, I agree with Richard actually. I think I think we might I think we'll probably finish 7th. I think that will be enough. Um I think it a lot will depend on how how much the weekend takes out of us. If we if we if we think it's going to go to penalties and it's a backs-to-the-walls job like it was against Liverpool for the entire game, Um, Arteta's going to have to rotate a little bit. And we're going to come up against two teams now who are fighting for their lives at the bottom. So I don't think they're going to be easy games, um, but they're both winnable games. And the way we've been playing, if we can carry on as we are, um, I think we can win both. So I'm going for finishing seventh, um, and I'm not going to make a prediction for the final. I'm going to get too ahead of myself for that. I'd be happy if we... Get to the final.
1: <laughs> Who would you prefer to play in the final if, if we get through? Um,
3: I, so actually, I think I'm,
1: I'm right. a bit worried about Pulisic. is. The... I think Pulisic is is much better than I ever thought in a million yeah. years. I knew uh, he was a good player, but I think pre- he, he's, he's looking deadly at the moment. He's looking like the new Eden Hazard to me. Yeah, <laughs> to be perfectly I, honest.
0: I think if you can call it an easier game, um, I think Chelsea is probably that option. Um, they're a little Roof. bit hit and hit and miss in the league as well. Um, mm. But it's a cup final. Um, you know, anything can happen in a final. Well, I quite like, a, I don't know, in a kind of sick kind of way, I'd like to play United. You know, mm. I, I love that rivalry and it doesn't mean as much at the exactly. moment as it when we play them in the league. It's you know, you kind of look forward to it and you want to win the game. But It hasn't got that same intensity as it always used to have. So, a cup final might bring that back for a day, but I don't know if we can get there. I'll be very happy.
1: Yeah, I think it just for nostalgia's sake. I think that'd be modern final. I think that'd be great. Right, Tanner, what's your thoughts? Just we'll have to sort of move on a bit quick. I know we've done the nearly another two hours again tonight. (laughs) You're on mute. Schoolboy era. Sorry,
3: sorry, fellas. Um I can't <laughs> believe I'm actually gonna say this, but uh, I'm gonna go three two to the Arsenal in extra time. Wow. I think we'll score first. Um and I will and I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna make one more prediction and I think first goal wins. Not I just I think whoever scores first is, is gonna win the match. So but I right. I think we can hit them quick and early get the first goal. And then I think we kind of see city. I think they're going to get to just because they're city. They, they, they just, they're bound to score eventually. Um, but I, I can see us nicking this one in, in extra time three, two um, mm-hmm. as far as who I prefer to see in the final. Um, I, yeah, Chelsea, I, I, I get the nostalgia thing with, with United and, and believe me, I would, it's a it's a cup final I'm gonna be up for it no matter what and I think all the players would be up for it no matter what but um, I, I I want to win the cup final I think we would stand a better chance against Chelsea they're a little bit more susceptible at the back than what uh, than what United are at this point United are, are a very informed team right now Chelsea they're just they they go well for three games or two games and then they shit the bed excuse my language for you know a, a game or two and Things like that. Uh, as far as where I think we're going to finish in the league, not as optimistic. Unfortunately, um, I just, I just, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we'll win our last two games. But I don't think we're going to get the help that we need uh, from the other from the other clubs. I think we're going to finish eight.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, so that means we have to win the cup.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got to get to the final. If we get yeah. if we beat City and we get to the final, we're gonna we're gonna be in because the team that well the team that wins should already be qualified, so that means the runner-up will will qualify for Europa League.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: So, Mobe. I think getting there is, is the most Ooh. important thing.
1: Mob, Mobe, what's your thoughts on these questions? Is our name on the cup? You're on mute.
4: Huh, Take- me too. Uh, Schoolboy error. <laughs> school <boy> error. <laughs> um... No, I'm not as as um optimistic as everybody is. I mean, I do want to see Arsenal win. Don't get me wrong. I do want to see us make it to the final. But just recent history, man, is playing against City has just been so tough. We Everything just always seems to go wrong. And um, Yesterday, I watched the Liverpool game, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to watch it with any expectations. just want to see the players show up and, and see what's going on. If I had to... Uh, wish for a line. of course i want to see arsenal win so i'll go for a 2-1 arsenal win but you know just in my head just thinking about the game i just can't see how we will reverse all these beating that we have took from them over the years i I just hope that the guys can pull their sock up and, and go man and just you know try and get a positive result get to a cup final um as far as who I want to see in the final, definitely Manchester United. Uh, I yeah. hate playing against. I hate playing against Chelsea. No not matter how poor Chelsea team is, they always find some way to beat us. It's just a exactly. Fact. And, and you know,
1: Giroud, would score yeah. against us. That's that's a, that's a dead yeah. Circle.
4: It's 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 just a it's just a fact that always happened. No matter how Chelsea, our poor Chelsea look when they play against Arsenal, everybody in the Cup final last year, we was on form and we were swear we swore up and down we was gonna beat them. It's just the way it is, you know. They came when Arteta came and play at home. We was up one nil and. We were playing the better football, and somehow we lost that game three two. You know, we play against them at Stamford Bridge, and Luis got sent off. It's just something always happened bad when we would play against Chelsea. And it's been like that for years, you know. So don't even mention um, Baku. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. A Baku, we, we 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 had we was in we was the team in form going up against them, but we lost four one. Like. You know you never expected that but it's just a, it's just stuff that happened against Chelsea Manchester United for personal reason I would love to play against him and beat them um, mm-hmm. on the same hand if we play against them and lose I'm in for it because you know I never hear the Raving end it of it but yeah <laughs> I never hear the, I never hear the end of it but I would definitely love to play against Manchester United in the final yeah. but like you said let's get over the semifinal first um, I'm going to predict a win two on Arsenal um, and like I said it's going to – Lacazette, yeah. said the big goal. The big game yeah. player will score again and and That'd prove his it. worth to this club. Um, far as the league position go, um, I'm in agreement. I, I really do think we're gonna take six points on the last two games. We're gonna win our last two games. I hope we're gonna win them. Uh, yeah. will that be enough to take us to seventh place? It depends a lot with these teams. We need at least two teams to lose a game. Wolves is what four points ahead of us. Sheffield United three points ahead of us. A lot of them are so playing each other, aren't they?
1: Luckily.
4: Well, well, well. Wolves, Wolves got to play. I think Chelsea and and um, mm. Sheffield United. I don't think they play any of the top six sides. So uh, I, they, I mean, did
1: they win? No, they, they, they lost. lost, they, they, lost, two they, lost nil. they
4: lost. They lost. They lost two 0 today. But they are. They. Right. They're still one. They're still one point ahead of us at the table. Yeah, you know, well, that's good for us two though. games to go. Yeah. So if we are depending on, on on teams to lose, which can happen. Don't get me wrong. We can go up and lose against Watford. It's the most Arsenal thing that. We we see it over and over again. We expect to win a game and then the players don't turn up. So I I do think we're gonna get um six points, but I don't think it will be enough to take us to seventh place, unfortunately. I think we'll finish eight.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. i I say I'm more more confident in the cup to get Europe than the league personally, but um we'll have to see. Tony, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Um
2: my thoughts on it. It's, it's going to be a tough one. I, I mean, it's going to be... I'm not as optimistic as, as a couple of you guys. I still think that we'll edge I still think we'll legit, just about. But I think it's going to be one of them ones where you're going to be watching through your hands or behind the settee or something like that. It's going to be a very scare, scaring game. Um, if we do win the semi-final, I think that has a major bearing on where we finish at, at the end of the season. Because if we lose, next Alex- two games we'll probably draw after that. We'll probably just think about the beach. We won't, you know, that's that's the important thing. We win, the players will play because they have to play for their cup final spot. And that's that's a key thing. So, um, and who I prefer in the final, um, Kidderminster Harriers. If we can have them in the final, that'd be great. They can arrange that, that'd be good. Um, but no, seriously, I'd rather have Chelsea. And there's a couple of reasons why I'd rather have Chelsea. Revenge for last year at Baku. The other thing is, well, if we do lose, hopefully we don't in the final, and we lose to Man United, they join level with a, um, record FA Cup winners. So
3: yes, that's another
2: point. thing. You know, So for me, I don't want no one to share our records. I don't care. Um, I don't want anyone to be invincible. I don't want anyone to have as many titles as us in, in the FA Cup. We can't win as many titles as Man United, but it's a nice thing for us to have that we've won the most FA Cups, so Um, I think it's going to be a repeat of a few years back when we won the FA Cup. We beat Man City in the semis and we beat Chelsea in the finals.
1: Be mad, wouldn't it, if it happened again? Mad.
2: Yeah, it can can happen again. History has repeating itself. And just to go on something, I mean, we don't have much form against Chelsea, but we didn't have much form against Liverpool and we beat them yesterday. So let's be optimistic.
1: Everything's got to come to an end, hasn't it? Everything's got to come to an end at some point.
2: 100%. You know, so... Let's, let's, let's hope we can just go in and finish off the season positively. If we can finish with the FA Cup at the end of the year, we're going to the next season feeling a lot more confident than we did when we lost against uh, Tottenham or when we lost against Brighton and Man City. Um, so, for me, I think it's paramount that we put all eggs in one basket and try and win the FA Cup
1: and just go all out for it in the, in the semi-finals. Listen, up, go back to December, if you dare... Just for, just for one second. You just remember what <laughs> shit you know. we were in. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. If it had carried on for much longer, we, we, could, we would have been in the bottom three. We have to remember that. Yeah. We were absolutely just going through the floor. Our form was horrific. You know, it, mm-hmm. you, you remember the manager on the sidelines. He used to be animated, didn't he, um, Unai Emery, when he started. And do you remember what he was like the last few games? He, he didn't even get off his seat when uh, Pepe scored those three kicks. You know, it was absolutely the worst I've ever felt in all my life as an Arsenal fan since so 1980. I've never felt so depressed as an Arsenal fan. That The end of last season, that running, the last few games, it's just the worst, turgid, horrible football. And we've got the same players. And if we get, just imagine if we finished the season winning the FA Cup and getting into the mm-hmm. Red League. What a turnaround that has been. And it was just my I oh, just, I oh, just hope and pray that just for just for our, just for our tetra, the players' sake, because it, the boost it would give them going into next season, I think it would be phenomenal. 100%. So yeah, fingers yeah, and the, and the supporters would be coming
2: back in next year, hopefully. Yeah, uh, yeah. And there's even talks that there'll be a fans and fans at the FA Cup final. who will probably be sponsors. Let's be honest, mm. um, but that'd be good just to see the fans back in the ground and and. Be able to celebrate uh, FA Cup. Yeah, so it'd be
1: nice to finish off a year Do you know, of season. I, I don't, I don't know about you guys. But I was, I wasn't really yet looking forward to this restart and all. That. I just thought it's going to be just, just for the TV and all that. And I've actually really enjoyed it's it. It's all really, really exciting, and I'm <laughs> actually, I'm actually feeling a bit sad that it's all coming to an end fairly soon um, as well. And we're going to have a few weeks off. I've, I've really been enjoying the games every three or four days. It's been great. I've I've been like a mini tournament. I said it before, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a little mini tournament feeling about it, like a like the Euros or something. So yeah, I'm, mm. I'm going to be be a bit sad when it's finished, which is unbelievable. I never thought I'd feel that way. So yeah, let's let's hope we finish it off strongly. But yeah, but then... ever, Sorry, go on. Last last point. Yeah, now, I was going to say, say. Well, you think about the
2: season finish, and about a week late. A week later, after the season finish, we we'll get a, a new season. We we'll get a fixture list. So. You know that mm. always feels like the start of the season for me. Fix your list day, so that will yeah. be coming soon. So that's something to look forward to, I
1: suppose. Yeah, I just, I just hope if we get the, if he gets this back in, which I'm sure he's going to get back in. Um, I just hope we get the business done mm. early because uh, it just mm. be, it would just be horrendous. Can you imagine what it's going to be like with all our fans on Twitter and everything going ballistic if as every day goes by and we haven't signed anyone and if it goes to the final deadline. It, Oh, my God. It'll just be uh, unbearable. Un- unbearable. So I hope we get it done early if we're going to get it done at all. All uh, right, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to really appreciate you guys. You two uh, have broken your broken your virginity today. gonna be real. Tony, thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been a well, pleasure. Really enjoyed yes. it. Mobe, gooner. thanks ever so much, man. It's been uh, thoroughly appreciate enjoyable. You, I, hope, I hope you two you consider coming on again in the future. Both yeah, of you, Yeah, 100%. Uh, Tanner as always it's been a been great mate thank you for coming on
3: pleasure mate thanks for having me on appreciate it
1: oh, you're very welcome Sai brilliant good top love it do you know what I wish <laughs> we could keep these I wish we could keep our set of kits for another season back in the day we used to have them for two years and I think these three the three we've got now are my favourite for many years I think it's a shame we're going to be having to change them
0: don't get me started don't get me started on the rumoured new
1: ones <laughs> Mate, they're not rumored. They the so, yeah. bad. so. Do you know what though? That I reckon in twenty years' time we're gonna look back on it the same way that we look back on the bruised banana now. I think you're old, 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 old. Old. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I bet 100%. you will. 100%. It's, going to be,
3: it's so ugly. Everybody exactly. go out and buy it, and in 10-15 years we're gonna look back on it and be I like, it. "It's." I fantastic. love
1: that kit. Remember that kit? Oh, that was great. Yep. That was yeah. I, I know. I remember when the bruised banana came out. I fucking hated it. I was embarrassed of it. You know, uh, and now, yeah. it's the coolest thing ever. You know, everyone loves it, mm. don't they? But you
2: still brought it, though, didn't you? You still brought the brew. I did, yeah, yeah kit, I did. Yeah, bought
5: that
1: green one. Andrew. Do you remember that green one? Green and blue one we had in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The most unlucky. Like Plymouth. It's like Plymouth Argyle, would not it? It was uh, horrendous. Yeah, it was, you never won a game in it? Never
2: won no, a game in
1: it? No, no. I don't think we ever hardly wore it, did we? I think, it, going back, with, I can't remember. No, I don't think we did it that much. Yeah, it was horrible, that kit uh but yeah that's why i like these kits i've got to finish anyway but that's why i like these kits it's quite retro it's like a bit of a like an 80s type kit isn't it the home kit i love it anyway thanks richard thank you ever so much for your time been a pleasure as always thanks and, No, no, uh, thanks, thanks for having me on i've enjoyed
5: it it's good to catch up with some of the other guys as well listen, if
1: anyone there's an open invitation um if anyone wants to come on the watch along for the game on saturday Man City semi-final should be a good one should be quite tense Mm -hmm. I should imagine so if anyone wants to come along and do that with us you're more than welcome let me know fairly soon and um, I'll probably do a show after it actually well just a bit of a um, initial reactions one as well just uh, I mean hopefully can you imagine if we win be a a joyous occasion if if not I might just forget (laughs) it and and get pissed or something I don't know but we'll see (laughs) we'll have a chat about it later thanks everyone for watching as always give us a like before you go it really helps get the show found tell your friends and um, yeah subscribe if you haven't already and thanks to the people listening um, on all the audio platforms as well much appreciated thanks a lot see you at the weekend and up the gunners say so bye don't be rude <laughs> yes thank you cheers <laughs> no, no, <bye>. take care <laughs> Ciao 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 for now
2: can anyone catch them do you think
3: uh yes of course
2: yeah unbelievable we didn't expect that awesome thing